Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Kansas City, here we are again. The AFC Championship game. Six straight years. It's been Brady. It's been Allen. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fade comeback. And the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. It's been Burrow. Mahomes will fire it late for the end zone. Caught Marquez Valdez-Scantling on his backside. Touchdown, Kansas City. Got more bodies on him than the Chinese cemetery. It's Lamar at his house. How do you expect to run with the wolves come night when you spend all day spawning with the puppies? On the road as underdogs against a team that nobody thinks we're better than. Where have we heard that before? Patrick Mahomes coming into this game had never won a road playoff game. He has now, and he does it in Buffalo. It's his 40th win on the road. And Kansas City, for the sixth consecutive time, is going to the AFC Championship. Sunday is another opportunity to silence everyone who says, we're tired of the Chiefs. The game is out there, and it's either play or get played. Sunday is another opportunity to make history. We do not lose, and we do not give up, ever. Sunday is another opportunity to go into someone else's house and burn it to the ground. See the king, stay the king. Sunday is destiny. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. Chiefs, Ravens. You come at the K, you best not miss. Sunday at 2, right here on 610 Sports Radio and 106.5 The Wolf. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. What's up with the field? Let's go kick some ass. Let's do this. Oh, the, the, as long as the week has gone on for this one, the more and more confident I have become, Josh. I don't know how you're feeling about it as we've got to Friday. <laughs> I, I, I have become, I don't know, man. I've become more and more confident. I know the line has gone up and Baltimore is a bigger favorite than they were. Uh, you know, earlier in the week and whatnot. And I, I guess reading, you know, some people's predictions yesterday, it seems like more and more people now are starting to say, mm, I think Kansas City's going to win this game. You're starting to see some of the national people predict the, the Kansas City Chiefs to win the I'll game. I'll never pick against Mahomes is yep, finally kind of winning out a little bit. winning out a little bit. Yeah, you're starting like why, to see the realization. Why yep. should I do this? I should yep. pick Mahomes until it's not Mahomes right. and not worry about it. Correct. And- 
kind of not overthink it. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 you know, in that clip there, you, you know, if you come at the King, you best not miss. I hope that was referring to Patrick Mahomes because he is the King just because Lamar plays in Baltimore. doesn't mean he is the King in order to become the King. You need to beat the King. I didn't like that. The Ravens painted Mahomes as Ivan Drago. I know, I, I'm yes. fine. If he's painted as Omar <laughs> and you clear the streets when he comes walking through, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I have no issue with that at all because he really is Omar in all of this. I mean, when when you think about who is Omar in this, it is Patrick Mahomes. He has run this conference for the last six years now, and everybody has tried. Everybody has made an attempt. And, yeah, there's been some hiccups along the way. They haven't made every Super Bowl that they've been able to make in the last five years. I think they had a, a hiccup against, you know, New England. They had a hiccup against Cincinnati. But for the most part, Patrick Mahomes has run and owned the AFC. And I, and I think you're right. I think that's why people are now starting to migrate and starting to realize that the Chiefs are the right pick in this game on Sunday. And it does all go back to me anyway for Patrick Mahomes. And people have woken up and realized that now that they went on the road, they beat Buffalo in a year that they weren't supposed to be any good because they didn't have any wide receivers I think America has woken up and realized, holy crap, Patrick Mahomes is as good as Tom Brady was, better than Tom Brady at this point in his career, and may at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, truly be better than Tom Brady. Not quite there yet because of the championships, but I think Sunday was a big-time wake-up call for all of the doubting Thomases out there who wanted to pick against the Chiefs, who didn't like the Chiefs, who were bored by the Chiefs. Holy crap, Patrick Mahomes knows how to win, whether it's at home or on on the road and it just wasn't a normal road when it was a divisional win in one of the most hostile environments that wanted Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and we still left there with a win and now the rest of America's going they're back baby and you know what they're not going anywhere well I thought it, about it when um, DA joined us yesterday a Mad Dog Sports Radio or on Wednesday of Mad Dog Sports Radio off uh, 610 alum and said hey it's just like all those years picking against the Patriots like why why yeah and you know he's like I was he's, he admitted he did it you know sure. like and then you're then afterwards you're going well why did I do that just give them give it to him until somebody else does it mm-hmm. right right pick KU to win the big 12 right absolutely <laughs> every year right? right and then then if it doesn't happen well, well and so what it ha- didn't happen that time but right. but Air on the side of it. And this week, I think you're finally seeing a little bit more of that, that the Chiefs are the ones that have been there, done that. Their core mm-hmm. has been there, done that. Right. Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones. Right. Right. Their big three have been there, done that multiple times. A now. lot of times. And so, like, stop, kind of stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, I think it's it's the defense, right? Yeah. The defense shuts down again. They shouldn't. They shouldn't lose this game, yeah, right? Yeah. If you're if you're doing d- Chiefs defensive things of this year, mm-hmm. and you've got now the offense tailored to figure it out to play to your strengths, and you still don't turn the football over, right? right. Yep. Still don't make those mistakes. Why can't well, you you win every game, every single time, every right? single time? Yeah. I, I was talking to you know some folks yesterday. I did a couple of those radio hits around the country, one in Baltimore and one in St. Louis, and we were talking about Steve Spagnolo. And in St. Louis, they were asking about Spags, obviously, because he was the head football coach over there. And they say, what kind of game plan do you think he's going to have? And I said, I'm more interested to see what the second half brings because it feels like the first half of this game, guys. If you if you've watched the Chiefs this year, I'm I'm, I'm trying to caution everybody not to panic in the first half. They're going to give up some points and they're going to give up some yards in the first half, right? It happens a lot. And then the second half comes and there is a switch that is flipped, a game plan that is changed and an adjustment or whatever, however you want to go about it. 
And in the second half, this defense really turns it on. And and for me, it's all about that second half defense. If you go out there and do what you did up in Buffalo and give up just seven points in the second half of this football I'm game, really I, I, you're, great you're about feeling it. really, really yeah. good yeah. about it, right? And, and that's what this defense does. So I know there will be a lot of nerves and a lot of trepidation going into this game. We're going to see this defense probably get worked a little bit in the beginning part of the game, but then they put their foot in the ground, and before you know it, the, the Kansas City Chiefs have the opportunity to kind of run away, if you will, in the NFL and hide in, in a football game, and that's because the defense figures it out. Nobody's done a better job this year, in my opinion, of figuring things out as a game goes along as the Chiefs defense they really get better as the game gets longer Heck, the first the first spags year yeah run right same thing same type of thing absolutely right yeah and this one hasn't been that one was a little more glaring like they really dug some deficits, deficits and then you had to yeah. fire back with offense and put stops in. correct what this one does is give you a little bit here and you don't feel uncomfortable about it but you just see it as it's going on they, they tweak a little thing here tweak a little thing there and suddenly you look up and they're like Wow, this team's doing nothing against them. Absolutely, do that right. again, and that's a great formula. Yeah, if you can shut down, if you can shut down Josh Allen in the second half, you can go out there and kind of execute that same type of game plan against Lamar Jackson. So, to me, it's going to be fun to see what this defense does from the first half to the second half, and really, it's going to be fun to see Patrick Mahomes kind of operate again on the road in Baltimore against who may be the, the biggest competition. I, I got the question yesterday, Josh, too. Who is his Manning to this Brady? I'm like, I, I don't know that we have an answer for that question. I think five. Five years ago when it's all this started. Manning. No, it is. It's weekly Manning. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Who Who's the guy of the week? You know, the quarterback. The really crappy younger brother. Weekly yeah, Manning. We, no. Weekly Manning. I mean, He's playing in Texas right now, I think. Unless somebody gives him some cash, he yeah. can go elsewhere. But but when you think about it, I mean, when, when this whole thing started six, seven years ago with Patrick Mahomes, we thought it was going to be Lamar, Patrick, and Deshaun Watson. That was going to be your threesome in the AFC. Watson, that was going to be yes! the class of the AFC. Deshaun Watson is a creeper. He's no longer part of the club. Lamar Jackson kind of up and down, hasn't had that stability up at the top like we thought he was going to be. Joe Burrow and Josh Allen have moved in, but Patrick Mahomes has beaten them along the way. I just don't think there's an answer right now to who Patrick Mahomes is, Peyton Manning is, and that's okay because that means there's a lot more quarterbacks out there than there used to be uh, in this league. But also what we're looking at is that Every single week, Patrick Mahomes is facing somebody really, really good and seemingly finding a way to beat that guy. So there may never be that true rivalry, but there's always going to be rivals for Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he has a rival. I think everybody views him as a rival, much like Kansas basketball, right? Kansas basketball doesn't have a rival, but everybody looks at Kansas basketball as their rivalry game and as their biggest game. Just like everybody looks at Patrick Mahomes, because in order to have a rivalry, you got to have success in the playoffs. Josh Allen's out. The only one who can say anything as an active quarterback is Joe Burrow. Then you said it. They're coming for the king. Yeah, they're coming for the king. Absolutely. Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You coming to king? You best not miss. Well, they're going to miss. Yep, and they are going to miss this NFL week. playoff coverage on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. We're really excited as well. Coming up today, Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, will join right, us at 730. Day. He'll have a ton of, uh, of of nuggets or nuggies, I guess, for this uh, game coming up on, on Sunday. And the coach of the Ravens coming up at 830. Can't, Can't wait for that. Wait it's going to be that a lot of fun. Yep. Get. yep, big get. The coach, coach of the Ravens. Of the Ravens at 830 today, so be listening. Mm-hmm. Um it happens all the time. I don't understand why this happens, but I just saw this story. Lions fan who got his Super Bowl championship tattoo before the season's never been more confident. Right. Why do why do dopes do this? Because they're dopes. Just why, why don't you just wait and get that after the season's over? A, there's gonna be a line. 
Because this guy has truck nuts and it's, wants to be the guy that goes, I said it. It's one thing to make the prediction like, I believed it all along. See, I made this prediction ahead of time. Yeah. You have to do it in ink permanently on your body? Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. That's the only, you know, we get a lot of people on the text line that always say, I called this. I said this. Well, where did you say this? Where did you on call it? On my arm? This guy, this guy's, this guy's got proof. He called it. He absolutely 100% called it. I got the tattoo before it happened guy called it. Now, it doesn't work a lot. It really doesn't. I mean, I don't know if there were some Chiefs fans that got some tattoos before the first, you know, Super Bowl win. I'm sure there were some that got some before uh, and and they didn't pay off like in the 90s and whatnot. But if they end up going to the Super Bowl and the Lions end up winning the Super Bowl, no, this guy's got ultimate scoreboard. I got this tattoo back in November, man. I called it. I called it. You call it when you get it on there. You called it, baby, when you get that tattoo. So a gentleman by the name of Alex Chapeska. Never heard of him. Got the artwork done in August before the first preseason games. He called it. Now he says, tell CBS News Detroit, I have never been more sure of anything in my life. I knew they were doing it. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Good luck. America wants it to happen. Yeah, America wants it to happen. Why? Why don't you just wait? I mean, this is a. I mean, this is his whole arm, Bob. I mean, did he leave room to like kind of get it? You know, did, does it say the Super Bowl it's on there? Super though? Bowl champs twenty twenty four. It does. Okay. All right. So he called I mean, it. Yeah, he's in, man. I guess you just erase the number if you had to and just left it like, I hope one day they'll be Super Bowl champs, but yeah, come on. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, he's got it done. So congratulations to that guy. He can he can say the ultimate, I called it, man. So good for that guy. Way to go, buddy. She. It's our turn, he says. Yeah, no, no, I, no, there's no, there's no. Why does it have yeah. to be your turn? It, there, there's, that, that's the other thing. Because he sports. got the tattoo. It's, it's never really, your it? turn. It doesn't work that way. Again, our if time, you come your at the, turn, my turn. If you come at the king, you best not miss. Jeez. It's your turn if you take care of business. It's not your turn because just, you're grandfathered in. Just ink afterwards. It's going to be right. fine. Yep. Uh, really? That's it? Another week? And the national folks still don't have a lot. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Friday is brought to you by ComCare. Call or text 988 for 24-7 mental health support. Chiefs and Ravens coming up on Sunday, 2 o'clock on 106.5 The Wolf. Pre-game coverage is underway at 10 right here on 610 Sports Radio and The Wolf coming up 10 o'clock on Sunday. This is all you got. You felt the same way when you saw this too, right? Like, we're here, and this is what you're rolling out? So, CBS Sports wrote a piece. Biggest questions facing of, uh, the final four teams. Okay? Yeah. Okay, all right. What are you saying? Their first, the first entry. Right. Chiefs, are Mahomes' weapons truly enough? Okay. <laughs> we're still... 
We're still there. That's it. Is this your hot take from week seven? Still, this is where we're still at. Did Carrington write this? Do we know? Did Carrington Ghost write this? Are the weapons good enough? We have seen Rasheed Rice go for 140 in a playoff game. We have seen Travis Kelsey look like he's five years younger. Isaiah Pacheco Isaiah has Pacheco. joined three Hall of Famers and a fourth borderline one as the only running backs in playoff history to get 75 yards or more from scrimmage in their to start their playoff runs. I mean, he's right. like he's like on a pace of Hall of Famers. He, he's on a Mahomesian type of pace for a running back. For, right? for running backs. Yep. Yeah. So you, you've got Kelsey, you've got Rashi Rice, MVS has stepped up and has made plays. Pacheco is out there doing his thing. CEH gives you a little bit here. I, Blake I, Bell gives you a little bit I, there. Am I crazy? Most teams you only need. I mean, if you, if I gave you three weapons on each team, you'd be like, man, that, that, that team's stacked. That's a lot of weapons, right? Yeah, just like it's a lot of miles. Right? It's a lot if of you weapons. Have a, right? If you have a, a, a pedestrian tight end. Mm-hmm. But you have a running back and two wide receivers. People are going, oh, my God, look at that. Yeah, look at that. Wow, they can really how play. You stop right? this, how do yeah. you stop this thing? Exactly. I don't understand why then the Chiefs one's never enough. It's never enough, right? It's like, never I, enough. They held like, to a different standard, Is that like I a think. slight to Kelsey all the time or what? Because if you had two wide receivers and a, and a running back, nobody would care who your tight end is. Exactly. They'd be like, oh, man, how you got to slow this team down? Well, I, Josh, I think what we're looking at, though, and, and you make a really good point. And this one's like, well, you don't have four guys? Yeah. I mean, talk to me when you have four guys. Talk to me when you got five, okay? Like, t- what? T- but But I think what we're living in is a world where we have allowed fantasy football to dictate the way that we consume real football. And, and people look at these teams and go, well, my fantasy numbers are screwed this year because they don't have a wide receiver or whatever the case may be. But well, that, that's your not the case. Pass, change your lead to pass catchers. Pass then. catchers, right? And and working in, in <laughs> Travis Kelsey. But no, I, I really do. I believe fantasy football has had such a big impact on the way that people view real football that they get lost in the minutiae and and start to believe that fantasy football is the way that you go out there and win games in the NFL. And it's not. We talked about it earlier in the week about not assembling the 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 greatest talent out there, but assembling the best roster of one to fifty three. And that's what Brett Veach has excelled in. I I said earlier in the week. I. Said, I don't believe anybody in professional sports has done a better job of assembling a roster than what Brett Veach has done for the last six years here in Kansas City. And do you have the the household name at wide receiver? No, you don't. But you have a household name at quarterback. You have a household name at tight end. And you got a running back right now that you found in the seventh round because you did your due diligence that I would imagine just about everybody in the NFL would love to have Isaiah Pacheco on their team. And so I just think right now when you hear from people that the weapons aren't good enough, they're viewing this more from their fantasy football than what goes on in real time because you don't win games in the NFL the same way you win games in fantasy football. You can win games in the NFL with your defense getting a big stop on third down, with your offense you know, just playing a field possession game, getting a field goal here or there. You can win that way. It's not all about the gaudy stats and numbers, and I just feel like some people are stuck in that mindset. And when you go back and look at this team, you know, we're, we're, we're two years now removed from Tyreek Hill it wasn't exactly like they had a great number two all the time to Tyreek Hill here in Kansas City when Sammy Watkins was here people complained about him and they what if Tyreek Hill gets bottled up who else are we gonna go to like people complained about that stuff then Patrick Mahomes has got an innate ability better than anybody else in the league to find the open receiver or to throw somebody open as well and so I just think when you're still talking in the AFC championship game about do they have enough weapons 
I still don't believe that you have watched the Chiefs play football this year and understand what they're all about. My biggest question for the Chiefs in this game is, will Chris Jones dominate the line of scrimmage and make Lamar feel it? Because I think that's where it's going to be He can be, be the difference maker. I, I really believe like the difference maker in this game is, is how Chris Jones plays. And if he goes out there and plays like he did for that million and a quarter bonus in in L.A. in the final week of the season, and he busts it like that, there's no chance the Baltimore Ravens have of winning this football game. So to me, that's the key matchup that I'm looking for. Will Chris Jones do enough to dominate the line and make Lamar Jackson feel it? If this becomes the Chris Jones show in a good way, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. We'll know by halftime. So that's where I'm looking, man. It's on Chris Jones. Go crush Lamar Jackson. The weapons, come on, guys. This team has scored on almost every drive last week against the vaunted Buffalo Bills. And they beat it. This is just a hater who doesn't pay attention. No, it's just it's just kind of gotten silly to me. Yes, we would have loved this offense had more playmakers this year. Every offense would love more playmakers. They, they, they don't. So they're going to accentuate the ones they do have. Right. And I would just think if you just told me, hey, got two pass, two really good pass catchers and a bruising running back. Well, I can just damage that. Yeah. And, and the best quarterback in the NFL. And the best quarterback in the league. Be like, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems like that'll work. We're good. That'll play. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get things that'll done. Play. And that's what we said all during the regular season. And look what happened during the postseason. They figured it out. They've played their eight best quarters. And this team right now, guys, I think, and, and Josh, you, you probably feel the same way. They're playing with as big a chip on their shoulder as I've ever seen. It's really reminiscent to me of the New England Patriots coming in here in that first championship championship game that we lost. Edelman had t-shirts that nobody believes in us. It reminds me of Kansas basketball walking around saying nobody believes in us when you're the number one overall seed. Like I think sometimes when you're a great athlete, you need to create the chip on your shoulder. Our friend Bobby Trossett in Baltimore had me on yesterday and he was talking about Bobby Stroop, the trainer for Patrick Mahomes with me. And he goes, what what is this guy doing? Like he's creating like these narratives. I'm like, yeah, you got to create these narratives to motivate guys because when you get to a certain level and you've won so much you've got to find a way to keep that going so you've got to create this hate you've got to create this noise you've got to create the nobody believes in us mentality and I think the Chiefs are playing with that right now and they're relishing it they're relishing it and I think that's going to power them right to the Super Bowl yeah, yeah if I'm if I'm Bob's trader I'm just telling the, the whole time yeah they say you can't do they that. say you can't they do say it you can't. Nah, there's they a lot say, of doubt they say you can't they say yeah, you can't. Nobody, and this defense again they want their due yeah they do right you go you chuck Lamar I mean? Jackson and Josh Allen down and and Tua in the same postseason and like you beat Tua Allen and and Jackson going into the Super Bowl are you going to tell me the defense is probably going to get their love unless it's Detroit and then everybody's going to be talking about them for two weeks and leaving us for dead but this defense if you shut down those three quarterbacks and beat those three quarterbacks in the postseason two of them on the road I think we got to start talking about this being one of the great defenses in Chiefs history a Mahomes legacy game well they're always going to be next Festo in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson joins the show every Monday at 7.30, 610 Sports Radio. I'm not so sure this guy's name is Carr. Feels fishy to me. I mean, when you're a traffic guy and your name isn't Del Giorno, it's hard to really And then if you're going to go somewhere else, I've always advocated for Lane Weaver. Yeah, that's a great one. Yep. I think Lane Weaver 
would be a great traffic. That movie. was one of the great songs of all time. Ooh, Lane Weaver. Can you keep it in between the lines? Yeah. Can you do something to the night? Wrapped up like Bruce. I would try Burlington Street. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm with you guys. Wasn't uh, traffic to more me. More people are asking about Del Giorno than than, Del than anybody else. So we got to get him back. Yeah, we don't know where the junkies went either. Yeah, something we have we've had no control over what's going on. No, we're still twenty six days into the year and they haven't told us anything. No, it's not traffic. It's Del Giorno. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we should have that guy just as a guest each week. Ooh, Bob Del Giorno or a random beat writer. Weigh in on the text line, 913-586-7610. Del Giorno's got, like, takes. Yeah, I'm sure he does, too. Yeah, I'd rather talk to him than some guy telling me about the 3-4 versus the 4-3, right? We let Spectre have takes every once in a while. Oh, God, yes, yes, that's right. Why not have Del Giorno? He's got got him bottled up. He's ready to go. Let's go, Bob. I would try Burlington Street. See, right there. Guy's got advice. He's disseminating it. God, this guy. Gotta get him back. But no, we don't. We don't know what happened other than we lost. Yeah. I think it's what, it, it's what, it, what it amounts to. We voted. They we didn't, didn't have enough votes to, to override yeah. the veto. That's right. Yes, Frank vetoed Bob Del Giorno. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 just play Frank. Let's yeah, play just Frank. Blame Frank White. It's easy to do, right? He tried to get a three-eight cent raise, and Frank is like, no, no. no. You need to prove to me that we need a better deal of traffic. That's right. Yeah. So tell us what you want. Would you rather hear from a beat writer or Bob Del Giorno weekly? Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Yeah, I think we know the answer. I think we do. I mean, you can you can still text it but in. Yeah, but just please text us in because we need that I for for do. backup purposes. I think we know the answer. Um, it's strange because if you're chasing the goat. Mm-hmm. I know seven's tough. It's going to be Eight's hard. hard. Yeah, sure know, like, it is. Yeah, right. Like those are, whew, those feel like those are way off in the distance. Uh-huh. It's it's a bit unfair, but you can't squatter like any opportunity. No, you can't, right? And so each time these opportunities arise, they're legacy games. They are. They just are for they Mahomes, are. right? Every game going forward in his career in the in the postseason, again, the regular season, figure it out, then let's play in the postseason. Postseason is where you become a superstar. Postseason is where you become a Hall of Famer. Postseason is where you get paid. That happens in all sports, right? We see it in baseball. We've seen it in basketball. We've seen it in football. Larry Brown is the biggest example of he's, that, right? He's already a Hall of Famer. He's already getting paid. I know. You know what I, mean? I know. Like, like he's all got that's all left that is legacy. Who are you? Are you the greatest of all time? That's that's what I mean, Patrick Mahomes is playing it's, for it's, right now. It's the most rarefied error. It really is. Like at this point of Tom Brady's career, I don't think people were saying Hall of Famer, great of all time. They're like, wow, this guy's off to a really good start. And then there was a 10-year gap where they didn't win anything, and then he closed it off in great fashion and won Super Bowls at the end. But for Tom Brady at, at year seven of his career, I don't know that people were already talking about Tom hey, every Brady time being you get in the there, Hall you of better Fame. Win. <laughs> but, but you know what? I, I, I go back to the late, great Therese Paler, Josh, and when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes, I think it was after his third season, if I'm not mistaken, right? It was it's either his second or third season when they won the Super Bowl or maybe it was the following year before they played Tampa in that Super Bowl. The late, great Therese Paler, who was a Hall of Fame voter, said that Mahomes had already made it into the Hall of Fame. He had already put up Hall of Fame numbers to get in uh, into Canton. And so he's not playing for the Hall of Fame. He's now strictly playing for 
who he will be remembered as in the annals of pro football history. And I feel like at times, and, and this may be the the jilted, you know, Kansas City in me, but I still feel feel like at times when people nationally talk about Patrick Mahomes, the bar is constantly being moved with Patrick Mahomes, no matter what he does. There are some in the national media that will never allow him to pass Tom Brady. So I think for Mahomes, as you mentioned, every game being a legacy game, Every time he plays one of these games, every time he wins one of these games, every time he gets back to the Super Bowl, it's increasing his legacy and pushing him closer and closer and closer to Thomas Brady. And Patrick Mahomes, if they win on Sunday, will make three Super Bowls in four years. Brady did that two times, once at the beginning of his career and then once at the end of his career. And with each passing playoff game, Patrick Mahomes has so much to gain for his legacy. Each win, each appearance, each touchdown, Josh, everything that Patrick Mahomes does in January is magnified and goes to increase his legacy. Well, you remember in the LeBron phases, right? It was, here's his record in the finals. Right, yeah. It was like a different, he had a different, barometer than everybody else. Everybody else. That's right. It was like, oh, he's only two and two in his finals or right, whatever. Yeah. You're like, he's been there four times. Don't yeah. we understand this? But that's that's the realm he lived in too. And there's not a lot of people that are that that enter that. Right. Mahomes has entered that. He's so entered you, that. you're on the cusp of things and you and if they are to win and they get there again, well then you gotta win you know you gotta win again. Like if you just, just making the Super Bowl is no longer good enough, if you will, for Patrick Mahomes just, and his legacy, right? Just, you you should get credit for making the final four, you should get credit for making the Super Bowl. But if he truly wants to be the GOAT in the eyes of some who refuse to allow him to be the GOAT, that he needs to stack those Super Bowl titles to become the GOAT. That's what Bobby, his trainer, is telling him from the nine one three. What's your legacy? Do you want to be the GOAT? <laughs> You're probably right. You're That's probably right. right. It's probably true <laughs> You're and, and Patrick's right. paying him to do that yeah yep 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 uh Tom Brady meanwhile does throw a little praise on Patrick Mahomes and his uh let's go podcast this week he's an incredible competitor and I think it's on display in the biggest moment so I, everyone I got a lot of questions for you again what do you think it's at Buffalo and I said I think I like Patrick he he doesn't doesn't phase him he doesn't care that it's in Buffalo he wants to go out and play who's ever the best to see how he matches up and he always seems to play his best in the big moments. And, you know, even the Super Bowl where we got him in when we were in Tampa, he was, you know, he was running all over. He ran for 450 yards, you know, horizontally across the field in order to get passes off. And there was kind of an onslaught of pressure. But he still in those moments was giving his team a chance to win from his athletic ability, his tenacity, his competitiveness. He's got so many of the intangibles. So beyond his ability to throw the ball, run it when he does he had a great run yesterday i think he's got these intangibles that everyone believes and i said it in the third quarter yesterday as soon as casey took the lead it felt like buffalo's gotta go oh god this is not the game we wanted we we didn't want to be in behind three in the third quarter and they took the lead and then obviously the, the the game turned out the way it did but he's a fierce competitor they got a great team they got really well coached it's been a great organization five Six AFC championships, actually, in the last six years. That's that's pretty impressive. Tom Brady should be the guy that CBS calls Fox and says, can we trade for him and bring Tom Brady to replace Tony Romo? Because Tom Brady right there, that commentary is better than anything Tony Romo has said all season long. And then that way you don't upset the Greg Olson booth, which is really good for Fox as well. And so that needs to be the trade. Al Michaels was traded for Mickey Mouse. And so there can be a deal worked out for Tom Brady. To I don't go know to what CBS. you think about Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Nance and Tom Brady would be good. Together, is good. Right? What do you think about Holmes? He's really 
really fun to watch. Oh, my God, Jim! Okay, Tom Brady right there. That's the greatest of all time, praising Patrick Mahomes. And what I heard out of Tom Brady there, Josh, and, and maybe you did as well, maybe everybody else did, I heard a guy who was kind of like, I, I don't want to use the term idolizing, but looking at, at Patrick Mahomes and going, man, that guy is really, really special. And realizing when you have the greatest of all time talk glowingly about somebody else, it was almost like he was a kid watching Patrick Mahomes play. And I appreciate that out of Tom Brady. He realizes Patrick Mahomes at a different level. Let's find out the Chiefs are ready. Go ahead, start off. Uh, look forward to the challenge of playing the Ravens. Heck of a football team. Listen, I don't, I don't have anything to open up with other than I'm, I'm glad I'm here in front of them with you guys and gals because that means we're still playing. So we got, we got uh, 11 guys out there, man, to do the job. It's already at the top and to rise to another level is uh, that's what the special players do. So let's just get the ball back to our quarterback. They're good all the way around. Good back end. I think for us, it's just the challenge of going up against the best is what, what motivates you. I mean, that wind was coming over the top. Not about who's right, it's about getting it right. You know, we always put things in the rearview mirror. I ask our guys to do that. Fags is a general of that group, and he, he designs all the stuff that, that we throw at that offenses, and he, he, he's he got a great variety of pitches. It's a friendly competition. You know, obviously, they look at each other, they admire each other, I'm sure. They're going to play physical, they're going to play fast, they're going to play hard. Put it all together and see what happens. And uh, we'll have to be on point. You know, we know we got our hands full, and it's, you know, when you put it on the tape, you see it. You see how hard the guys are playing. These guys are pro athletes. Very out of character. You know, quarterback that can throw it, that can run it, that can scramble, right? It's like three dimensions instead of two. It'll be game to game. It just took a little bit longer for us, for whatever reason, this year to try to figure out what we want to do and how we want to do it. When you watch him, he's just so pure in everything he does. And You're not tackling anybody, so you're not finishing on a guy. He's solid, and, and that's, huh? that's what we're looking for right now. Ah, it sure sounds like they're ready to go for another run to the Super Bowl. Enjoy your playoff watching in the kingdom and be sure to eat your tea and crumpets. I always love the advice. It's like keeping your pets spayed or neutered. Yeah, kind British of. British right, ladies yes. like, eat your tea and crumpets. <laughs> That's right. So, I mean, same thing. What else would you like her same to say? Same thing. Uh, you could have made a lot of money with this bet. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning. I would give anything to do a tush push with Blaine Gabbert. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Was Alan Carr the lead singer of that band, the Alan Carr Project? I thought it was the Cars. Yeah, oh, yeah, the that's cars. what it was. Yes, married that that's one right. Model. Sting was in that group. Yeah, Alina Protsikova. Uh huh. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, lead singer of the Cars was, was married to that supermodel. Remember. Paulina, Alan Carr was married to Helena. Paulina Gretzky. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I have no. I had no idea. Yep. In all seriousness, who was the lead singer of the Cars? Rick Ocasek. Oh, I never, I never heard that name ever. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you know the guy. Look at him. You know the guy. Black hair. The no, glasses. I mean, I know I would see him. He was him, a but, like, really ugly-looking dude. Looked yes. like he smoked a carton of darts was every day. Kind of gothy, and he had uh, supermodel wife. And they sang "Take on Me," right? 
I'm sure they did it as a cover mm-hmm. at, a, at a concert or two. She. So if you could have bet this parlay, you'd have made. I know we're going to do picking parlays coming up. Yep. We uh, are. Or we make you money. Hold on. Let me make some money. Seven at seven o'clock. But if you were to have 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 made this parlay and put down, I don't know, just ten bucks, I'm you could have probably retired. If you had the parlay that was who will get head coaching gigs this offseason. Right. And had I don't even know if all their names. Um Tommy Raheem Callahan. Morris, mm-hmm. something Callahan, and Dave Canales. Never heard of him. Over Bill Belichick. Over Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. You could have paid off a lot of stuff. Probably. You could have moved to You could have bought your own island. Yeah. You, you could have really made could've. your own money. Mm-hmm. Because the Atlanta Falcons, according to reports now, picked Raheem Morris over Bill Belichick. And 13 other people that they and interviewed as other well. 13 they interviewed. Right. Now, we haven't almost, because there's no one to the defense of Belichick right now. Right. For anything, right? right. And like, I get it. We don't know, it. did Belichick turn them down? We don't know the answer to that Because there's question. a dynamic with the CEO of the Falcons. Mm-hmm. He and Belichick have butted heads, apparently, on some committee. The, the, the rules committee. Like, Rich right. McKay was, like, on the rules committee, and, and we know Belichick skirts every rule known right. possible. So, so apparently, yeah. they've had their clashes over the years, and personality-wise, they might not have gotten along. Right. Okay? Okay, and fine. One guy's the CEO, and you'd have been the coach or slash GM or whatever. The second, secondly, it could be the power issue, mm-hmm. right? Right. I, I could very well see a team saying, "You're not doing it all here. Right. You're gonna come here and coach. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Someone else is putting your roster together." Yeah. Done those things. Doesn't sound like he necessarily, according to reports, wants to do that. Okay. No offense to Raheem Morris, too. Get get a second chance. That's fine. But this is a guy that's already been in the division. Was not a good head coach. Mm-hmm. And you saw him up close in what was a bad division at the time. Be no good. He's like 17 games under 500 as a, as a, as right. a coach. And that and was had, with Tampa. Who was you, the quarterback back then? And then an interim. He had an interim Atlanta. For yeah, a that's right. So, yes, you did know him. But it's not even really a knock on him. But you had that. Or a guy who's the has the most active wins in, in NFL history. And the guy doesn't have a job. It's amazing. Well, amazing dynamic. I, I think there's a couple of things working here that we can kind of walk through with. Or you hired two guys who've never done it. Yeah. yeah. These other locations. These other locations have never done it before. Who were two guys that, that were, had never coached a were, game in the NFL? That were right? not even mentioned as, like, if you had Dave Canellis out there on your preseason card and got the tattoo of Dave Canellis will be a head coach. Right. Who 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 picked him? Carolina yeah. picked Canellis? Yes. Well, nobody else wanted Carolina And so either. if you had that as, like, Okay, you were you were the one, but yeah. his name was never mentioned. No. This Callahan guy's never been mentioned. No, and and to think Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel are sitting out there is amazing. Yeah, it, well, again, let's walk through a couple of things here and a couple of scenarios with this with Bill Belichick. Maybe, maybe Bill Belichick is that guy who is really good at what he does. Right? Have you ever worked with somebody, and I'm sure everybody has, that's really good at what they do? But they're a horse's ass. They're a pain in the neck around the office. They make life in miserable. In our industry, I can't imagine well, that. I'm, would not, ever ju- I'm not just saying our industry. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Sure I'm sorry. Everybody that was, that like was, was that know, out loud? It was out loud, oh, right? I'm sorry. It, in our industry, it happens a lot. But I'm sure everybody's office space has that one person who's really good at their job. But they're an ass. They really are. Like you just don't want to be around that person. 
They give you that kind of anxiety. They make the work environment very tense and not good. Maybe Bill Belichick was that type of guy, and and people saw him, and they're like, God, I know he's a really good head football coach, but for the betterment of the entire organization – is this the right fit for us right now? And maybe they realized he was. There's a lot of people that are great at their job, but they're really big jackasses, and you just don't want to work with them. They bring everybody down. There are two people in this world. There are energy givers, and there are energy suckers. Maybe Bill Belichick is an energy sucker. I don't know. Maybe they experienced that during the interview, and they're just like, nah, I'm not ready to turn my organization over to him. Another thing that you have to factor in as well with Bill Belichick, you couldn't have picked a worse time to really suck. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, everybody for generation, for a generation, we debated Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Well, that debate ended in year one when the two of them split up. There was no more debating that. Not only did Tom Brady go on to win a Super Bowl at another location without Bill Belichick, he went on to go to the playoffs, I think, every season he was in Tampa. And the New England Patriots fell flat on or their ten face games under since he's been gone without yeah. Tom Brady. So you couldn't have scripted a worse scenario for Bill Belichick because people are looking at the last three years like, I don't care what you did the 20 prior. The last three, you've stunk and really stunk out loud and became a laughingstock. And so maybe people are looking at that and realizing eh, maybe Bill Belichick just doesn't have it, just doesn't have that fastball. And so the other thing that, that I look at as well is that this is called karma. And when you're a jerk to people on the way up and you cheat on the way up, who's going to be there to catch you on the way down? I mean, this was a guy who really didn't treat people the best way, always acted like he was better than everybody else. And then deflated footballs, videotape games, like all of this stuff that people didn't like with Bill Belichick. He was making enemy after enemy after enemy on the way up the ladder, went in and looking down at everybody. And then he's on his way down. And I've seen people in our industry like this. You get to a point in your career where you're outstanding. You make a mistake and there's nobody there to catch you at the end when it matters. There's nobody there to throw you a lifeline. And maybe that's where Bill Belichick is with the rest of the NFL. He got to a point where everybody just despised him. And they're like, you know what? Screw that guy. And I think a lot of people are looking at Bill Belichick and thinking there's a little bit of karma involved. And when I say karma involved with Bill Belichick, imagine being this close to being the all-time winningest head coach in NFL history and you get fired and nobody's there to pick you up to help you get and become the winningest head coach in NFL history. And that factors in with Andy Reid. He's now just 51 wins behind Bill Belichick for second all time. I hope Andy Reid now blows past Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick isn't in the conversation anymore as the second winningest coach. He's now being talked about as the third winningest coach in NFL history. I mean, fine, but... One of two of those three guys are getting fired in like three years. Of course they are. Of course and, they and are. And the Falcons yeah. will remain irrelevant. Right. Falcons actually had a chance to be like to be relevant. To get some juice. Right. To be relevant. Right. Exactly. To be relevant in your town where it's a very transient town. Well, no, right? or, or on the national land. Well, on the, on the, on the, the NFL but I'm talking, I'm talking local Nobody as cares well. about Atlanta. No, that, people in Atlanta don't care about Atlanta, right? Because it's a transient city. It's all people from all over the country that have moved there. It's a melting pot city, right? It's like a Phoenix or a Miami or a New York or whatever. You know, People move to these big cities for jobs. They've already had their allegiances to the teams. They're not going to become a Falcon fan. But if you bring Bill Belichick and sign Kirk Cousins this offseason, now all of a sudden with that roster, 
people are excited about it. And you're right. They become a national story. It, it, was, it would have been great for the brand. Like this morning, I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are selling much merchandise because Raheem Morris is their head coach, which I love the fact that they hired him. I, I, there's something about him I like. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. I feel about him just like I did with D'Amico Ryans. You I feel just, like he's an energy giver yeah, for sure. He's a definite, he's, like, yeah, he's a yeah. positive guy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You want to be around that yeah, guy, right? Yeah. I'm rooting for him. I'm just yeah. saying you hired a guy that, that has a losing, and again, Second chances are fine, but right. you you had you had two very very good candidates. Yeah, out there. you did one. I don't think you talked to. You didn't talk to Braves. and the no. other and the and the other one you talked to twice and said, eh. "Yeah, right, exactly." But I get the, I get the baggage. That's yeah. fine. So so the baggage is there and and whatnot. So I, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it, and sometimes at the end of the day, you just want to run your organization and not have to wake up every day wondering if somebody's getting along with somebody else. And if those two guys couldn't get along and you took Rich McKay over Bill Belichick, who's 10 games under 500 in the last couple of years since Tom Brady has left, you're not. it's hard to argue that you're making the wrong call. If his name was John Johnson and had these last three years, nobody would touch him. I'd say it's less of a wrong call if you did talk to him. Like these other, if you like did these, talk like to these him. other yeah, teams yeah, that yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. even talk to him, fine. Right. You hired somebody else, whatever. Right. The the baffling part is you you talk to him allegedly twice, and you're like, yeah, yeah nah, I don't think we're gonna. do And then this. we'll see, yeah. we'll see. Maybe it comes out later that he was not interested. Right. Maybe because, he wanted to again, take none a year of, off. Because now now the easy the easy pylon is no one wants him. Right. Exactly. You might find out he didn't, doesn't really want it. Right. You know, and the the rumbling was, oh, he really cares about this record. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Maybe he wants to just take time off. I was thinking about this. Maybe he really wants to just coach in a, in a, in a good situation, and if it's not there, it's not there. You know, but seven openings, and probably would have been, a, a, you know, there was an opportunity for a few more. Yeah. And he and Vrabel don't have jobs. Right, exactly. Vrabel, to me, is, is, is the interesting one. He, now, Seattle is still considering Mike Vrabel. They haven't hired anybody yet, and I think he's going for a second interview up in Seattle. And obviously, the Commodes haven't hired anybody else yet because Lon Johnson is still coaching in the playoffs with Detroit, so he's supposed to be in there. But I think if you're one of these fringe teams right now, like even if you're still the Philadelphia Eagles, why aren't you looking around and saying, Belichick and Vrabel are available? Because they've, really, they've just decided to hire new coordinators. I, I understand that, but still, the, I mean, things have changed over the last couple of weeks, right? You got knocked out of the playoffs. You're going to hire new coordinators, but Vrabel and Belichick are still right. available. Maybe that's a swing well, that they, you take, They right? got a guy. This was Nick Sirianni getting asked questions about it. Coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense, and the defense coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense. What is your role going to be? The head coach of the football what is, team. What does that entail? How, how does it change? Yeah, um, I guess... What you know, it'd be this very similar to what's going on right now. Um, you know, if that mean I'll sit more into defensive meetings at times, maybe right instead of always being in an offensive meeting, maybe I go to a defensive meeting here and there. Um, but my job is to be the head coach of the team. Not oh, oh boy. what would you say you do here? It's a great oh. question, though. I mean, it really is. What's going to be your role? So what is yeah. going to be your role? I'm, 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 I'm going to be he the head coach. Explain that he's so the head good. coach. Yeah. Was that a news person or was that a sports like, person? What does that entail? Yeah. What exactly do you say you do here? <laughs> do you eat paste or what are you going to uh, do? No, here? I don't think that was. I think that was a just Philly. Was that just, just Philly, a Philly just sports getting, reporter getting just getting after it? Yeah. So and here's the other thing, and 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 I say this like maybe ten percent tongue in cheek, but ninety percent serious. If you're Brian Dayball, why don't you hire Belichick to be your defensive coordinator for the Giants? Come full circle with Bill Belichick and let him finish up things where he went, where he started. You get Dayball, a mentor that he's already had and he's familiar with. And if you're Bill Belichick, you might look at that and go, you know what? I'm going to get back to one of these guys that was a loyal soldier to me. 
and I'm going to go be his defensive coordinator. The hell with being the head coach. I'll be the defensive coordinator in all this. If Brian Dayball hasn't but, reached out, then he's a fool. I don't know, but you set yourself up. You're setting yourself up. What if up? it doesn't go well for Dayball? For Dayball? And then you got this guy sitting over your shoulder, yeah, and you're, you're going to get fired you, for him. Sure, but you're going to get fired cause, anyway. Because they're going to be, they're gonna get... They're going to get antsy in New York. Oh, oh no fast. question. It's going to happen real well, fast. Belichick's here. Yeah. Let's just elevate him. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd do that to myself. Well, but, if I was, but you know if what? Him. what? You're, you're probably going to get fired after this season if it doesn't go well anyway. So you might as well go out there and try to assemble the best staff possible to give you the opportunity to win. And see, you're looking at it that way. I'm looking at it. You hire him and you win games that nobody's talking about this, right? That You have to have yeah, that kind of... I need to be a coach that says, what if the, bat, the, the worst scenario right. happens? So, I'm so, going for two. Right. But I have to also plan that I'm not getting the two. Absolutely, you do, right? <laughs> but but I but I also think if you're Brian Dayball, this is it right now. This is it. Do you want to hire somebody who was a nobody to be your defensive coordinator, or do you want to go out and hire maybe the best defensive coordinator this side of Steve Spagnuolo? Right? It'd be great It'd be theater. An yeah. Unbelievable hire. That's what they should do. So, Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hour. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer. L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. You ready to make some money? Show me the money. Need a little help with your picks this weekend? Got Fesco out here calling himself Mr. Parlay. That's well, right. Let the experts help. The guys from the morning show we just completely eliminated. They went 0 for 15 this season. Didn't get a single bet right. It's time for picking parlays on Fesco in the morning. Mr. Parlay over here. Well, that's what we do on the show. We pick parlays. We make you money. That's right. Oh, yeah. They may be long shots. You have to decide on your own. That's right. We're usually plunking down 10 bucks. Not a big deal. Figuring out if we can, you know, take a nice vacation or something. Yep. Uh, so I got a multi. I mean, this is a multi-parter today. You Uh-oh. went You went uh, for a big one, huh? I went for a big one. You like the big one? Yeah, the big one always works. Okay. Travis Kelsey, longest reception. Oh, all right. All right. Over 21 and a half yards. Oh, wow. I like this. So I'm saying he's going to get a 22-yard reception or something. That's a good number. Right? Like that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm I do, that actually, one. yeah. All right. Over 15 and a half 
Isaiah Pacheco rushing attempts. Oh, that went up. I thought it was only 14 well, and no, a half. You can, you can move. Oh, you okay. can move all it. Right, all right. I moved it to get the better odds or worse odds or whatever. Up the parlay. So 15 and a half. So I get 16 carries for Pacheco. Okay. Let's do this. All better. Right. I think you're in good shape if he's over 16. Do you think the rain's going to impact that? No. I don't either. The Chiefs don't change in weather. No. I hate to break it to everybody. They don't care. So I was listening to, uh, to Ben <laughs> you know, driving was, in this morning. Seventy percent chance of rain. They right? don't care. And I'm thinking they're still going to throw the football. Patrick throws the ball. Did they we not the see football. the Miami game? <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't. I, don't, I think they're just weather immune. They don't care. They don't care. Uh, over sixty-four and a half. Lamar Jackson rushing yards. You taking the over? Yep. I don't like you taking the over on that. I know, I'm, I'm but I think, gonna, I think he's going to punch you in the I nose. I think he's going to have success. You got you to gotta stop it. I think Lamar they Jackson's going to have negative 69 yards rushing. They, they gave up 185 rushing yards last week. Got to do a better job. I'm challenging you, too. Yeah, Chiefs. that's true. The Chiefs did give up 180 yards. <laughs> uh, Chiefs then on the money line, yeah. part of that as well. And I'm taking the under of 44 and a half. Okay. I think this is an under game. See, I was talking to the guys over in St. Louis yesterday, and they asked me about the over-under. They go, I think this is clearly an over. I go, interesting that you say that, because I've heard a lot of people say they're taking Mm -hmm. the under on this one. It's the top two scoring defenses in the NFL, right, that are playing this weekend against each other. But you also have two of the better offenses in the NFL. Do you realize the top three scoring defenses are playing this Sunday? Mm Mm-hmm. And and, uh, there's a lot of running, too. Yeah. On all... Off. Everybody, but the Chiefs aren't aren't a top. But there's there's three good running teams too. It's like running and defense. Yeah, defense <laughs> wins championships, folks. Defense wins championships. So I'm, and not I'm wide adding receivers. a little gravy to this one. How about a Clyde Edwards-Alaire anytime touchdown? Oh, Throw that on top oh, of the that Let's is, go, that is the jarred gravy. Come on baby. now, like can you and get then, jarred gravy in July? And then adding a Niners money line, but. And Amon Ross St. Brown first touchdown as well. I like that. $10 will get you $22,101.64. I like it. There yeah, you baby. go. Cash out, baby. I get like the cash it. out now button and just give me the money. Building the bank. Building the bank. Uh, I win uh, Chiefs on the money line with Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> scoring an anytime touchdown. Okay. All right. I like Pacheco. I got Kels anytime touchdown. I got Zay Flowers anytime touchdown. Okay. I got Lamar Jackson anytime touchdown. Okay, so that's 14 points at least for the for the uh Right. And the Ravens. I'm, I'm gonna give you 14. And then I took the Lions on the money line with the Amon St. Brown anytime touchdown. Oh, you like that one too. I know uh-huh. I had good money down on yeah, that one. Ten dollars will get you four thousand five hundred and fifty-eight dollars. Put it on the board. Yes. I, I do like the Lions money line one. Yes. Why not? All right. I like that. I don't believe it, but I, I like it. I yeah. like it. I, I, I want it, but I don't think it's going to happen. All right. So I'm going to go uh, with my parlay this week. Chiefs on the money line at plus 172. Jason Kelsey to take his shirt off at plus 195. I didn't like see it. that one. That's good. Jason Kelsey to shotgun a beer at plus 327. Jason Kelsey Those aren't to minus oh, numbers. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. That's free those money. Are, that was just the one that's I was making up. Those aren't minus numbers no, either. No, I would think for sure those are minuses. <laughs> so here, here we go. Here we go. Casey on the money line at plus 172. I got San Francisco on the money line at minus 360. I got Kelsey as an anytime touchdown at plus 115. Pacheco with an anytime touchdown at plus 130. Rice with an anytime touchdown at plus 145. That's three offensive touchdowns. That's right. 
Love it. That's right. You get three offensive touchdowns, we win this game. I've got uh, Utah Valley State on the money line over <laughs> Seattle at plus 240 in college basketball. Is that a whack showdown? I don't know. Um, you know, I've been watching a lot of like useless college basketball these days. Like, I found myself, who was I watching last night? No, I watched the NBA last night. Um, and then I've got Siena at plus 310 over Iona, oh, even though they Iona, own the MAC. I know, I know, but I'm one. taking Siena at plus 310, right? I think it's in Siena's gym. So I'm going with Sienna. $10 Sienna's bet. Sienna's a home dog? I, yeah, Sienna's a wow. home dog. I can't wow. believe it. I, right? I like Stunning. That, I like Stunning. That. Stunning. Sienna have one of those cafe gymatoriums? I think they do. Yeah, they, they absolutely do. They borrow somebody else's gym, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. They actually play at the local high school up there. They don't have a gym. Yeah, Sienna's playing at the high school. Um, so a $10 wager will get you $4,279.49. Nice. 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 I mean, go make yourself some money. Yeah, go out there and have a weekend. Yeah, go have a weekend. Choose wisely. We'll be here. Gamble responsibly, all that stuff. Call 1-800. That's off, I think. 1-800-522-4700 is the number. It is. Yeah, you should know that. I do. (laughs) I'll take any motherfucker's money if he's giving it away. You read it too fast, though. Can you read it slow? 1-800. You're not supposed to speed that up. 522 Four seven zero zero or at ksgamblinghelp.com. There you go. There you go. That's this week's pick and parlays. Color me shocked on this one. All right. Colorado football has reported 11 NCAA violations. Why are we reporting these? In year one of, of, of. of Deion Sanders. I mean, come on. You're hiring Deion Sanders. You wouldn't expect it. Like, hey, you got to cut a couple corners, right? Yeah, of course. Every school's doing it. Find me a school that's yeah. not cheating. Yeah. The problem is you don't need to report it. Well, you do. You get lesser. Oh, you, know, you get less of a punishment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So All right. That's just, fair. They're just getting out ahead of these ones. Yeah. We got 11 violations here. We did a couple of things we probably shouldn't have done. We're going to spank ourselves and call it a day. Yeah. Are we allowed yeah. to spank anymore? Yeah. Or is that forbidden, verboten? Yeah. yeah. So one of those, you know, he hosted a camp of prospective transfers who hadn't entered the portal yet. <laughs> you know, I didn't know. I didn't know that was a thing. Hey, if you're thinking about entering the portal, yeah. just come here and check us out. Well, if you like what you see, enter the portal. You know, I don't mind that. Stuff like that. It's an open house, Josh. Yeah. yeah. It's an open house. Um, he may have used social media to his advantage. So? I don't know. Hosted an Instagram live session with a prospective athlete. Right? <laughs> Can't do that, apparently. I didn't That's know. I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, come on. You didn't think you didn't think you were going to just, I'm Deion Sanders. Here. I'm going to do this, and then you can come find me later. That's what they're doing. Yeah. So 11 minor, they're calling them minor violations, but. They'll have some like recruiting sanctions and a couple other things. That's great. Fantastic like, stuff. Just, I mean, come on go now. For it's it. Dion. Go for it. Go go out there and break all the rules, man. Yeah. Put this thing on its head. Meanwhile, hand. they passed the cowboy hat around and they've filled the bucket and it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They don't, they don't really care. You know, I was talking to somebody about the NIL the other day. So a pretty big donor to one of the major universities around here, and they were telling me they're like, I don't know how much longer this thing's gonna last. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I know, like it's like it, it like because if you're donating to the NIL and if, and, if, and if you're looking for that to like count towards your points or whatnot for better seats at games and, and everything, well, that doesn't count. 
Yeah, no. So why would no I give that No one ever said money? they had this right. thing figured out. I right. just said so, this, is, so like, this is tipping way towards the but, the players right now, and they're, they'll have to find some middle ground at some point. Yeah, these are the big-time donors going, wait a second here. If I donate to the NIL, okay, what's in it for me? Because I asked that question. Go, well, then what's in it for you? They go, I don't know. You're supposed to help your university, I guess. I yeah. You want a quarterback or not? You yeah. want a point guard or not? You want a point guard? You want a, you want a big man? Yeah. You want a lineman? What do you want? Like, But there's no benefit in it for the donor. It's not tax-writable. And it's not, you know, a thing that gives you credit towards, you know, loyalty points, if you will, which everybody's into these days, especially at colleges. So people are like, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to keep doing this. (laughs) Uh, Chiefs and Ravens, of course, coming up on Sunday. Big get for the show today. The head coach of the Ravens is going to join us at 830 today. Can't wait for that. 830 today for the head coach of the Ravens. Uh, The Taylor effect is real. The Taylor time is not. We'll get to that next. Hey, this is Trent McDuffie. Wake up with Fesco in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, coming up at 7.30. It's already 7.30, man. This day is flying by already. Flying. As soon as we get out of here at 9.57 today, it's going to go slow. It's going to go slow, man. I'm ready for kickoff. I don't like not having Saturday football this weekend. I know. What are you supposed to do on Saturday, right? Wait, there's only two games this weekend? That kind of stinks. that stinks. (laughs) Somebody tweeted me yesterday or maybe tweeted all of us yesterday, and I I, I saw it on the X last night. How come nobody's talking about the extra rest that the Ravens get? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. The Ravens pretty much had this thing wrapped up halftime on, you know, a little after halftime on Saturday night, right? And the Chiefs didn't play to the late game on Sunday. So the Ravens were done and had basically 24 extra hours of rest before the Chiefs even kicked off in this game. So I didn't even consider that one. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. The Ravens did have that extra day of rest. But we'll see what happens. You know, sometimes it makes a difference. Sometimes it makes you weaker. Sometimes it makes you stronger. So we'll see how how Baltimore is able to uh, to kind of play this thing. But, yeah, you're right. With no game on Saturday, Josh, I'm like, all right, what are we going to do on Saturday? Idle hands, as they like to say. Good thing my daughter has a 930 Saturday night soccer game excited about that dance convention all saturday there you long. Go. so you'll be locked down in the uh locked in, in, in dance hall. yeah there you go so josh will be traveling and eating crab be surrounded by stanley cups yeah oh god yes now Bugs. i heard they contain some lead they're saying now <laughs> oh but not a not a high enough amount to matter is what stanley is saying consternation in joko um, this was uh, posted yesterday by our own uh, Carrington Harrison. You can hear him on the drive weekday afternoons, 2 to 6, here on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, I think Travis Kelsey's washed. <laughs> what do you think, Rob? Yes, I agree. The funny was- part is, I don't think he knows you've done that impression. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a 45 minute conversation with him yesterday. He didn't no bring it up one, no, no, one no time. Clue, no clue. And I kept waiting. <laughs> that's that's C dot man. And then just, Rob walked in. I kept waiting for him to say something. I'm like, all right, he's yeah, just okay. he's on his own planet. That's fine. He's that's on good. That's I, great. I, you know, my wife is like, like listens to Carrington all the time. I think she uh, she thinks she likes his show better than ours. So. <laughs> well, she's not the only one coming from the text line. I just preemptively do that for you. Yeah, right. I just preemptively do that for you, Coach, because I know you're, you're. I like when people say, "I don't like your show." This I don't flying towards your keypad right now to 
<laughs> She's not the only one. She's not the only um, one. So anyway, Carrington tweeted this out. Taylor Swift has been mm. on the screen for one minute and 41 seconds during the playoffs. Man, leave that woman alone. One minute, 41 seconds. Tony Dungy gets more airtime than Taylor Swift, and he should get zero seconds of airtime because he sucks. So this is, uh, it's funny, it's like source data. So there's, a, there's a pie chart. That's yeah, that's the pie around. chart is great. And the source. Pie is great. Uh, game duration data was from Pro Football Reference. Yep. I didn't know they tracked this. Oh, of course they're and then tracking it. Yeah. T Swift data comes from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's legit. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so Chiefs and Dolphins were a three hour and seven minute game. Okay. They showed Taylor Swift five times. Yep. For a minute and 16 seconds. The entire combined. time combined. Yes. Which means 0.68%. Okay, 0.68% of the game. So not even like 1% Correct. of the game was Less than dedicated 1%. to why, why do old men have problems with this again? Chiefs versus Bills. Three hours and two minutes. Got the game shorter. That's important for CBS to get the murder she wrote in 60 minutes. Taylor Swift shown again five times. Uh-huh. Duration 25 seconds. 25 seconds. And two, three percent of the game time she was shown on television. And Neanderthal Ned is losing his mind over this. So during the playoffs, all told, 99.54% of the time they were not showing Taylor Swift. Okay. Taylor Swift is on camera 0.46%. So not even a half a percent of the time. Correct. And people are complaining about this? Some are, yes. Why? She's ruining the game. How is that ruining the game? Tony Dungy ruins the game. Pretty much anybody on NBC ruins the game. They suck. But if you're complaining about Taylor Swift, you got other issues. You need to to self-evaluate if you're getting upset over Taylor Swift being shown on TV. I think we'll always have sports in, in some form or fashion. Some people are disenchanted with it. What do you make of the Taylor Swift effect here? That's the thing that's disenchanting people with with sports now. There's so much on the outside that come coming in, entertainment value and uh, different things as taking away from what really happens on the field. Two full games she was on a half percent of the time. Half percent of the time. A half percent not, of the time. Not 50% of the time. Right. <laughs> half a percent of the time. Correct. She was on a total of one minute yeah, let me do the quick math here. Mm-hmm. Uh, carry the one. One minute, 41 seconds. Okay, so not even two minutes one of minute, total time. And 41 two seconds of six plus hours of football. Right. One minute and 42 seconds in six hours Correct. of and, football. Correct. And not all at the same time. Not a, right. You know, right, if you right. gave it, you're like, oh, man, they showed her for one one forty two. You're like, right. maybe that's a little long. Yeah. No, total. Yeah. Total. Okay. Again, Tony what you, Dungy. What are you worried about? Yeah, what are you what are you what are you complaining about, sir? Explain to me why you're really upset. Explain to me why you're really mad that Taylor Swift is being shown. Uh Drew Tranquil was on CBS Sports Radio and was asked about the uh the uh Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift yeah. effect on the on on the Chiefs. It's interesting. You don't really you don't really feel it and hear too much of it inside the locker room. Um but it'll be moments like at practice when when Canal uh, our DJ turns on a Taylor Swift song and everybody kind of, you know, jokes about it. I think the wives and the girlfriends, um, I hear about it more when I go home than I do actually in the building. But um, it's been fun, man. It's, you know, that's uh, that's something to celebrate, something fun. And, um, you know, we, we enjoy poking fun at, at Travis, but it seems like maybe they're in love, man. They got really, really something going. And uh, we enjoy having her at our games. It brings a lot of energy and a lot of fun to our fans. And so 
Um, that's good for business, good for football, and and good for the NFL. You you expected an invite to that wedding eventually, right? We'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people that want to go to that. <laughs> there you go. How great was that answer by Drew Tranquil? Fantastic answer. Yeah, yeah he, he gets it. That's yeah. a guy who understands. Other than needling him about it, it doesn't affect us at all. No. But good for him. Right. And there are people out there, the Neanderthal Neds of the world, who believe this is having an impact on the team. I can't. They're in the AFC Championship game, Mr. Dungy. Well, I mean, you can't have the uh, AFC Championship game, sir. Yep, but so, it's affecting the way that they're in the so AFC title game this weekend. Yeah, we'll, we'll won. I know. Well, Mr. Dungy will not be happy seeing Taylor Swift mm. up there having a crab cake or so. Yes. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, drops by for his weekly visit with a big key to victory for the Chiefs on Sunday. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. The voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, joins Bob and Josh every Friday at 7.30. Right here on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 21-14 Chiefs. Oh, yes. Pattern wide open. Gonzalez. 15-10. Floors the shoulder. Leaps into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. What a day for Kansas City's brilliant tight end, Tony Gonzalez. He's the pride of Smith Center, Kansas. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers. Half-back pass. Marcus Allen right side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Dana Hughes. Marcus Allen. He's a member of the Kansas Association of Broadcasters and Missouri Broadcasters Association Hall of Fame. Holmes off tackle left. It's a block at the 10. Breaks a tackle. Angus left near front pylon. Touchdown, Kansas City. He's a four-time Emmy winner. Holmes in the pocket. Floats a pass near side. Kelsey over the shoulder. He's got the catch. He's got the touchdown. Kansas City. And he loves him some pooches. Picked up by Watson. Watson could go all the way. The seventh round pick, 10-5, Jalen Watson. Entering his 30th year as the voice of the Chiefs. For the second time in four seasons, the Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. It's Mitch Holtis on Fesco in the morning. Mitch's appearance is brought to you by Silverstein Eye Centers. Achieve your best vision and experience outstanding patient care at Silverstein Eye Centers. All right, Mitch, we got another AFC championship game on the horizon. If I would have told you seven years ago we'd be playing in our sixth straight AFC championship game, would you have had me tested for drugs? Yes, I would. I would do that anyway, but, oh. you know, it just give another reason to do it. But, yes, I would. Honestly, uh, after a 21 21- year uh time in the wilderness with no playoff wins to go to the afc championship game six straight times but they're 93 they were in the afc championship the chiefs mm-hmm. but then you got to go all the way back to the afl days uh but due to the six straight years second in nfl history is pretty awesome is there anything better in sports right now than the traveling road show that is the kansas city chiefs patrick mahomes travis kelsey chris jones andy reed jason kelsey taylor swift like the, the whole thing is just do you ever just take a step back mitch and pinch yourself and go i can't believe what we're living in right now do you think i mean i'm think of another time in nfl history where this has happened where I don't think you've had a megastar like Taylor Swift latch on to an NFL team and then Jason Kelsey jumping out of the suite celebrating his brother's touchdown 
chugging beers, holding children, and you know, looking like you know Sasquatch or something. I don't know. It's, America's guest. It's, just, it's <laughs> yes. <laughs> the uh, but it's. I don't think we've seen the likes of this. Fifty million who watch a divisional playoff game. Right. Our radio networks, the highest rated network right now in the National Football League. I mean, what planet are we on? But it's it's awesome. But I don't think the NFL has seen this, if ever. I mean, I can't think of another time. No, I don't think any other sport has really seen it. I liken it back to the days of the, you know, the late 90s, mid-2000s when the Yankees were this traveling roadshow with Jeter and Posada and people would be sleeping outside the Fairmont Hotel in droves hoping to get a glimpse of Jeter and to get an autograph. And I'm like, we've surpassed that. I mean, this is this is something where the entire world is watching everything because obviously of the Taylor Swift tie and has created so many more fans. But just the fact that they're able to keep winning and, and having this sustained success, it's so hard to do anymore in professional sports. And the Chiefs right now are a big, fat anomaly in all of professional sports. You know, obviously I didn't know those Yankees guys, but it seemed like Jeter had a, a, a good personality. And I think part of this that accentuates this discussion, now if you're, if you're a Chiefs hater, you're going to hate. And our opponents aren't fond of it. But the personality of Patrick Mahomes makes it even, you know, way better than it is. We know he's, he's a phenomenal unicorn athlete, but he's an awesome dude. And then you get Kels, and what you see is what you get. So on these commercials, when you see Patrick, you're going, yeah, that's him. I mean, the, who he is in those commercials is what he is walking down the hallway. And it's the same with Kels. And honestly, it's the same with Coach. When he's stealing nuggets in the commercial, it's – I mean, he's a he's a likable guy. Now he's tough, and you don't want to cross the line with coach, but all those guys are likable. And I think even some of our opponents are going. It's the you know the West Montu thing I said last week, where mm-hmm. you're just like, hate these guys, but I like him or respect him, or they're kind of funny. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, joining us here on Six Ten Sports Radio. Of course, Chiefs and Ravens coming up on Sunday, two o'clock on one hundred six five, the Wolf. Uh, this this looks like a heavyweight showdown. I mean, two awesome defenses, uh, two very capable offenses, right? Um, this two great kickers. <laughs> like this is this is a hell of a matchup. It really is. And when you look at the Baltimore Ravens, you do the deep dive into them. Let me just give you a couple numbers that are eye popping about them, but then I'm going to give you some eye popping numbers about the Chiefs, the Ravens. For teams that have averaged, follow me on this, 25-plus points a game, have led the league in rushing and led the league in scoring defense. So think of those three boxes to check. They're only the third team in NFL history to do those three things. The other two, the 1972 Dolphins undefeated and the 1985 Bears. I mean, the Ravens carry that kind of pedigree into this game. Wow. In addition, they're the first team in 54 years to lead the league in scoring defense, takeaways. They're giving up about 16 points a game. Takeaways, they have 31, led the league at 105 takeaway points, and also the best in sacks, and they have 60, of which 44 of those have come without a blitz. That's four-man rush on 44 of the 60 sacks. First team in 54 years to do that. So those are some very daunting numbers, but our guys know they can go win this game. Somebody asked me yesterday on a show, 
gosh, is this the best team Patrick Mahomes has faced? And I go, well, got a little bit of a recency bias in there because that Eagles team that we played at Super Bowl 57 had very similar marks to these. So let her rip, man. Our guys are looking forward to going in there and playing these guys, and, and Kling's got it right. This is a heavyweight showdown. What are some eye-popping numbers, Mitch, about the Chiefs that maybe no one's looking at from a national perspective on this one? I think the fact that the AFC Championship game so many times comes down to championship DNA and experience. Mm-hmm. You guys realize the Ravens, with all the, all the numbers I just gave you, 28, over way over half their roster, got their first playoff victory last week against Houston. Their first. Roquan Smith got his first playoff win. The Kansas City Chiefs, when you take this, the uh, roster and their combined playoff total of their careers, the Chiefs have won 318 playoff games and lost 72. The Chiefs that run on the field on Sunday will have one. Every Chief has a winning record in the playoffs, every one. And they'll have an 80% win percentage when they run on the field. Moreover, the younger guys – the first-year guys and second-year guys, last year's rookies and this year's rookies, are a combined 49-0 and 0 yeah. in the playoffs. That carries something, in, especially at this level in this game, when you get to this conference championship level. They know nothing else. Yeah, they, they don't know what don't losing know. is. And, I, and I, think that, I, like, I think that does matter. Like, at this stage of the game, knowing that the stage isn't too big, this is another game. For the Chiefs, right? There's no pressure on them at all. They're going on the road. It's another football game. For the Baltimore Ravens, this is everything. I've been listening a lot to Baltimore Radio this week, Mitch, on the Odyssey app, which is free to download. And a lot of the talk is about this is the first game since 1971. They're talking about a lot of the same stuff we talked about in that first AFC playoff game against the New England Patriots. And the Patriots, with all that experience, came in here and found a way to win. That's how I kind of envision this one. You know, Baltimore hasn't been there. They don't know what it's going to be like in those tight, tense situations. Lamar has one playoff win, two playoff wins in his career. Never, has never really been the guy that wins that big one. I think having the experience is going to be so much more appreciated when this thing is over than going into this game. Because we'll all look back and go, well, it was the experience of being in five others that helped the Chiefs win this one. Well, you're, you're dead on. Thank you. And Lamar Jackson's only two and three. Okay. Right, in his yeah. playoff career. And, and so he's got – but he's on a – it's really an apples-to-apples comparison on a timeline to Patrick. They basically became plebes at the same time in the league. Now, Patrick had the one game in Denver, but when Jackson came into the league in 2018, that's really when Patrick started his QB1. And don't you, don't you remember all the discussion of 2018 and 2019 wasn't Josh Allen. It was Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, these two young guys. This is – this is Mayweather and Pacquiao, right? This is, and then all of a sudden Lamar goes away, and now he's back again. Now he's had a phenomenal season, but you go back to the 2018 game, it boils down to D Ford lining off sides. Mm-hmm. And New England just had this kind of, they were just there the whole time. They just stayed right on it. I mean, the fact that the Chiefs have this much playoff success, really go back, think of the Royals in 15. They were so much better to make that run because of what happened in 14. And now the Chiefs have done – they've stacked on three times that with six trips to this game. Mm-hmm. I think the first key, the biggest key, is you immediately must put pressure 
on the Ravens. And that doesn't necessarily mean physical pressure like, hey, it, it helped to sack Lamar Jackson. You've just got to be very sound. And that's another, I think, key to victory this week for the Chiefs because of what they had to endure last week. But mental pressure. That crowd can turn on their own team if the Chiefs are showing signs that the Ravens have put so much, just like the Bills, they've loaded their cannon with all kinds of canister. And when they shoot and miss, it's a, it's a big problem. And if you apply pressure immediately in this game, in one way, shape, or form, even just telling them, hey, you're not going to score easy or we're going to hit you because you, you want to come in as the bully and, the, and, the, and they're physical, they're good, they're fast, they're physical, but so are the Chiefs. And if you set that tone at the beginning of the game, it could uh, create some anxiety that would be more for a team like this than it would be for a team like the Chiefs, who's been there, done that many times in recent years. Back-to-back weeks, maybe a little bit different running styles, but obviously two of the better running running quarterbacks, elusive quarterbacks. Uh, is, that a, is that a benefit? Huge. And Spags, I talked to Spags about it yesterday. It's something we're going to explore in pregame uh, with you guys, uh, Kling, that my discussion with Spags was exactly that, and he, he totally agreed. A lot of my college friends who coach, and I'm an Army football fan. I'll just put it out there. I'm go Army. I'm go Navy. Army too. It was a great, and, great experience of my childhood. Every year going to games up at West Point, man. Uh, that's the best. It's and I awesome. That's when Cole Christensen, Leo Chanel, the pride of Grantsburg, Wisconsin, and uh, Cole Christensen, Captain America from West Point, stopped that fake punt. That was awesome. I went nuts on it. Okay. <laughs> That being said, my coaching friends around the country in college are going, oh, God, we got to play the – are going to play Army. It's like we need a month to prepare to play Army because it's so unique in their run concepts in the run game. <clears throat> and then they're going, well, wait a minute, we're going to play Air Force too. It's going to help us that we played Army to get ready for Air Force. The Army and Air Force of the National Football League, as far as scheme and quarterback design runs, there are really just two. And it's these two teams back-to-back, Buffalo – and Baltimore. They've got some awesome schemes. But Lamar Jackson, just like Josh Allen, will show pass. The linemen show pass. It just it looks like a pass. And then in a split second, the linemen peel off one or two. Even Ronnie Stanley will go out there. They run it. They run Houston. They got a single pull by Ronnie Stanley. And Lamar Jackson's following him on a design quarterback run, much like you're playing Army or Air Force. So to play that style the very week before, on the road is going to be so helpful to play these guys in this style on the road on Sunday. And I'll tell you this. I got, I got something bizarre. If the Chiefs win this game, and maybe I told you guys this last week, it will actually be a blessing to get the three seed. If they win this game, now here's why. They got the week of rest against the Chargers, which has meant everything to this team, yep. everything. Patrick got a chance to mentally back up and relax. Just back out, man. Back out. Help Blaine Gabbert beat the Chargers. And Kels got a chance to physically rest. Now, the other thing is, since they went on the road and beat Buffalo, if they had two home games, I don't think they'd be as prepared to win at Baltimore as they are now by what they've had to endure and win at Buffalo last week. It'll be a tough environment. Buffalo's or Baltimore's ready. But, Bob, when you're saying all this stuff about they haven't hosted a game since 19, the Colts in the 70 season, 71 January, and they're so stoked. 
Aren't you just copy and pasting what you said about Buffalo last week? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that that that's why I'm like, the experience does matter. The experience matters for everybody, Mitch. It's not just for the players. It's the way that everybody's handling this. We're handling this in Kansas City like it's another Sunday game, and, and here we go. we got to go to work. This is where we belong. And I think sometimes you can get caught up in the, the celebrating of the moment and almost like crowning yourself before you actually go out there and, and put in the work. And, and I feel like Baltimore, and they should be. It's their first one since 1971 that they've hosted and, and, and whatnot. They should be excited about this. But I, I still think I, the mindset that we have going into this game of it's just another football game is going to propel us much more than the excitement of Baltimore and the newness factor. And the 2018 parallel is, is right on. We had never hosted one. Yep. Ever, 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 ever. Municipal Stadium only had one playoff game. And in Arrowhead, we had never hosted it. And then Remember that? I mean, it was right there, right there. Oh, D Ford's offside. Well, D Ford was offside. If D Ford was had fifteen games of a playoff experience, he might not line up offside. These young guys have been phenomenal. Carlothas, McDuffie, they are playing like five-year veterans. And again, I'm not, I'm not going to gloss over the fact that they're forty-nine and zero in the playoffs. They have had so much playoff experience. They play tough teams, home, road. They've won a Super Bowl and beat a really good team who was thought to be the best team in the league in the Super Bowl. And now they, we're going to – Kling and I are getting on that plane tomorrow morning, and everyone on that plane, Bob, everyone, is going to have a belief they can win this game on Sunday. No doubt, and they should. You mentioned the Charger game and getting the opportunity to take that off. We talked a little bit yesterday about how when this team hoists Lombardi again and, and, and we're celebrating in 16 days – um, we're going to look back at the Raider game and go, that was the one that turned this whole thing around. I know in the first run for the Super Bowl, that loss at Tennessee was the one that turned things around. I think the Raider game is the one we're going to be looking at, Mitch, and going, that was the moment that turned everything around for this organization. A hundred percent. And you know who started it all was the offensive line. They, they know they got worked in that game. Yeah. This, this thing, this thing, because that week of the Bengals game, it was the offensive line from Monday morning at 7.30 on that said, okay, no more. We're going we're gonna to take this on and take it personal. Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, uh, Joe Tooney right down the line. All those offensive linemen are gone, not again. Because they were – that game kind of wounded them. And honestly, they lit the fuse that has started this four-game winning streak. And they've got to play, the, play their best game of the year on Sunday because this – this uh, Ravens group is stout. Menabike is a stud. And they've got other veterans, you know, they've got Van Clowney and others. Um, and, again, that gets your attention when you get 60 sacks, but 44 of those 60 are in with a four-man rush without pressure. The other thing and a key in this game and talking to our coaches is we have got to avoid the third and seven plus. That is when Baltimore goes, that's piranha in the fish tank. And you put Piranha in the aquarium, and it's no fun. They have so many of their takeaways when it's third and seven plus because they're so aggressive. And they'll show, they'll show blitz, but then back off. But then you don't know who's coming on the blitz. A little bit like Spags, but it's a four-man rush. And they're effective in getting that four-man rush done. So the offensive line, with all of that grit that they started this streak with, have got to be on their game, communicating and physical to take the fight to these guys. He's Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. He and Danon Hughes on the call coming up on a Sunday, 2 o'clock on 106.5 The Wolf. And a point of clarification, uh, there will be a belief 
after everybody gets their Chick-fil-A sandwich and then sits down on the plane that they can win the game. Just all the more reason just, to be confident. Yeah, I mean, it has, a routine. that's the order. Yeah. That's the order. You get the sandwich first and then we sit down and everybody's super confident. That's that's yeah. And in the words of the late Len Dawson, my <laughs> boyhood hero I worked with for 25 years. Ready for this guy. Pass. Pass. That cracks me up every time <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> I love this. Hand off Marcus Allen. Pass. Pass. <laughs> The best uh, of all Leonard, time. I miss you. Miss I miss Leonard every day. I know. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Mitch, all right. Can't wait. Have a good right, call on Sunday. Some people will be go listening. Yes. Let's go win this thing. No we'll talk doubt. to you next week go as we get ready for the trophy. Super Bowl. That's right. Let's do it. Do it. Right. right. Get that trophy. Get that Lamar trophy back. That's right. Exactly. Uh, 106.5 The Wolf. 2 o'clock for the uh, the kickoff. We'll have pregame coverage beginning at 10, both on The Wolf and right here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, another thank you, I guess. This just doesn't end. Then we have to send out to Alex? It just doesn't end. Not gold. Oh. Alex Smith. That's right. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning. If anybody is an eyewitness to the Karen off at 71st and Tomahawk this morning, let us know. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Big get for the show, the head coach of the Ravens coming up at 830. Head coach of the Ravens, stay tuned, coming up at 830 on the eve of Chiefs and Ravens Sunday. I guess the whatever the day before the eve. That's Friday and that's Sunday. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so it's the evening. The, I don't want evening, the well, yes. well actually text. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. back off. Um. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Okay. Uh, thank you, Alex Smith, again. Again, like it's unbelievable how this guy's name just keeps coming up years removed, right? And the impact that he had on this organization. So uh, Patrick Mahomes was was asked about being kind of a mentor now. He's like the elder statesman all of a sudden, right? He's the second oldest quarterback in the playoffs right. behind Jared Goff. We know he's he's done Pat Camp, you know. Yep. Been very beneficial. And mm-hmm. Mitch, even in the last segment, said, you know, the game against the Chargers allowed him to step back, but he helped Blaine Gabbert win a game, you know. But just he's, think about the just, mental rest he got that yeah, week. Was perfect. God. But I'm saying, but he, but then he mentioned also he helped Blaine Gabbert get a win. Right. It wasn't like just a throwaway line. He's, yep. he's that type. Um, and Mahomes was asked about kind of being a teacher. I think it just comes from the guys before me. I mean, Alex Smith is the prime example. I mean, he was playing great football at top level, and he was teaching me at the same time. Um, and it's it's about just trying to make everybody better. Um, everybody, we want to win every single week. That's just how it is in the NFL. Um, but you, you, you're not going to. Um, so all you can do is get better each and every week, win or loss. Um, and the guys did that, and that's why we're, we're sitting in this football game now, and we're going to try to do our best to try to win this game and get better uh, for the Super Bowl after this. So what if Alex was a total D? To yeah, right, exactly. What if you had, like, Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers? You know, when you when you think about guys who would have been miserable to have as your quote-unquote mentor, could you imagine having Aaron Rodgers as your mentor and how much that would have sucked I mean, and how much I, it did for Jordan Love? Because Alex Smith could have very well been the, I finally got a chance and then he drafted this kid. Yeah, like, right. He could have been a real jerk like, about I just got to prote- I got to protect my seat at all costs. Right. and But he knew he his wasn't. seat. He knew his seat. Like the, the reason I think it worked with Alex Smith ultimately, Josh, though, is because they gave him the, the, the plan ahead of time. And they said, look, this is what's going to happen. And we're going to end up moving on from you. We're going to u- utilize this guy. They were honest with Alex Smith. They didn't, you know, 
you you hear about it all the but time. He still didn't have to do it. No, you're right. He did. <laughs> he did. But you know, probably Alex looked at Andy and said, "I owe you a lot because you took a chance on me, you know, and brought me here to begin took with." Chance, right? Chance, yeah, exactly. Chance, so Alex Smith to this day is still having his impact felt on this team, and we we talk about the relationship with Andy and Patrick. But again, imagine for a moment if Alex Smith wasn't here and Patrick had to learn from Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre or Joe Flacco or who, whoever else, right? Like Because you don't see many of these stories where the current incumbent quarterback does this kind of stuff. We envision I'll hang that out, it's happening. I'll hang out in my room. We'll be buddies. But I'm trying to kick your ass. Right, yeah. And if you want to watch what I'm doing as I'm the starter, great. Fine. If you can pick up whatever. But right. my, my job here is to... Beat, beat you, you out. Yeah. You know? Right. That, yeah. That's natural. Right. That'd exactly. be the, the natural progression of things. Right. And it, and it really was, it basically wasn't that. But look at the trickle down effect. And that then this now, is he's, hap- now he's channeling, well, I learned it from Alex Smith. Right. Great. It's like I learned it from watching it's ide- you. It's you ideal. Know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Like it's the best thing ever because what Patrick did that first year was absorb everything Alex Smith taught him. And it wasn't just football. Alex Smith in a, in a small way, taught Patrick Mahomes how to be the leader of this football team and what it takes to be a true leader of this football team. Because again, if Aaron Rodgers was here ahead of Patrick Mahomes and he didn't have the impact that Alex Smith did, would Patrick Mahomes be the guy that's teaching everybody else and helping everybody else? I don't know. I think when we look back on this era of Kansas City Chiefs football that started the day that Andy Reid walked in the door in January of 2013 to to whenever this era of Chiefs football ends, Trading for Alex Smith is going to be considered the most important move that this franchise made because it gave them credibility right away. You were a two and 14 team and had no quarterback really since Trent green, you brought Alex Smith in, you won right away. You gave them the ability to, to get out of a really bad situation and turn this into a good situation. You gave the ability because you were playing so well to say, all right, we're playing good. Now we need to take it to the next level. The ability to draft that young quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith brought winning into this organization. And so while Andy Reid will always be the a number one decision that was made, and then you start listing everything underneath him. I really believe the Alex Smith move and that was the second most important move of this era of football and then Patrick Mahomes comes after him because without Alex Smith and without the winning and without establishing that winning culture you wouldn't have been ready to draft Patrick Mahomes you would have been ready to turn this over to a young guy Alex Smith will never get the credit that he deserves for being the leader and the guy who truly turned this organization around with Andy Reid 610 Sports Radio KCSP Kansas City WDF HD2 Liberty and Odyssey Station coming up next week uh, 850 Monday through Friday, uh, your chance to win a $500 high V gift card. It's going to be very, very simple. We're going to play a, a highlight from one of the, uh, the big game appearances. You just have to tell us which game it is. Right. We're going to have five, um, finalists one each day. It's going to have a chance at 850 to, uh, to win a $500 high V gift card. So be listening next week during the, uh, the 850 segment all week long, Monday through Friday. For a chance to win that gift card from High V. All right, the uh, the AP. I'm gonna I'm gonna channel my uh, my Johnny Gomes here. Okay. <clears throat> the uh, the finalists are out for all the awards, and basically Johnny Gomes hopefully can come to a parade. Yeah. And say, did we have the MVP? Nope. <laughs> not on our team. Yep. The offensive player of the year. Not, not on, on our, our team. team. 
Defensive player of the year, not on our team. The coach of the year, not on our team. But what we had is all y'all. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Led by Andy Reid, captain of the ship. Brad uh, Veach assembled the squad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, no names on any of these lists. MVP. Offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, assistant coach of the year, comeback player of the year, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. And all these have about five or six people on the list. Right. Not a chief. Not a chief. None of it. It's unbelievable what those boys did. Defensive player of the year. Not on our team. Not on our team. But Chris Jones went out there and wrecked the Baltimore Ravens. And then he wrecked the NFC It's unbelievable what those boys did. It's unbelievable what they did. It's unbelievable what they did. They stole bases. They hit homers. Hey, guess what? Cy Young winner. Not on our team. Beat them. MVP, not on our team. Beat him. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Not on our, not on our team. team. We beat him. Beat him. MVP of the whole league. Sorry, guys. Not on our team. But we beat that guy, too. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Do you know why we beat him? Because all y'all people have. Y'all want to be politically correct? I'm the unpolitically correct person. We whoop their ass. <laughs> Johnny Gums. Johnny Gums. So let's do that to the let's do that to the NFL list this year. First of all, the MVP finalists: Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dakota Prescott, which is a scam. And Brock Purdy. Okay, I understand Mahomes didn't have his best year ever, but you have Dakota Prescott on that list. He sucks. And you don't have Tyreek Hill on the MVP list. I mean, if you're going to make a case for anybody to be on the MVP list, as much as I just, you know, I'm glad he's not here anymore, Tyreek Hill could be and should be the MVP of this league. And, and you could say, oh, well, they're just going to put him on the offensive list. And yeah, he was, but so was McCaffrey and Prescott. Right, like, exactly. And Jackson. And Jackson. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> Tyreek Hill should be considered the MVP of the league. That's a scam. This list sucks. The MVP lists all uh, all quarterbacks and Christian McCaffrey. Right. And McCaffrey will be the, like, least favored, right? Exactly. How in the world is Steve Spagnuolo not on the finalist for assistant coach of the year? Crazy. Ben Johnson. Can you get the never heard of him as I read these names, please? Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Mike McDonald. Never heard of him. Oh, I've heard of Michael McDonald. Todd Monken. Never heard of him. Jim Schwartz. Never heard of him. Schwartz is as big as mine. Maybe it'll be with you. And Bobby Slowicki. Never heard of him. All of those people are on the list for assistant coach of the year. Where the hell is Steve Spagnuolo? I don't know, coaching in the AFC Championship game. I mean, seriously, when you think about that. Scheming for Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Steve Spagnuolo doesn't make that list. Andy Reid also not on the list for coach of the year. He's behind Dan Campbell. 
think we've heard of him. Oh, we've, heard we can't, of him. can't do that. We've, we've heard of these guys. They've already got Jim Harbaugh on the list. John, he, John, oh, John, John Harbaugh. Okay. John. D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, yeah heard, we've heard, heard of him. Kyle Shanahan. Oh, totally. How heard is of him. he on the list, but not Andy Reid? How oh, is Kyle God. Shanahan a finalist, but not Andy Reid? And then Kevin Stefanski. She. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> Usually forget it. <laughs> So I thought that list sucks, man. I came up with our own. All right. <laughs> you guys can weigh in on it as well, right? MVP of this year's team, Patrick Mahomes. Any debate? Anybody else want to throw anybody else in there? I mean, I'd like to just give it to the defense as a whole, but you could. But it's your I call. Would, I would say defense. Defense. Okay. Defense. All Are right. we saying their most valuable player or most valuable person? It doesn't matter. It doesn't if matter. If it's most valuable person, I'm giving it to Spags. Oh, you're giving it to Spags. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I, you give it to Taylor Swift, too, for helping everybody watch this team this year, right? Uh, offensive player of the year. I'm going Pacheco on this one. I think Isaiah Pacheco has been fantastic. Who are you going with, guys? Oh, I'm definitely in on Pacheco yeah. all day long. I'll take Pacheco. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna go with Pacheco too. It's unbelievable what those boys did. Who's your defensive player of the year? I'm going Lejarius Sneed, and for me, the play that I would show is the throat punch to Tyree Kill. Yeah, that's my favorite play. That's my <laughs> literally my favorite play of the year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Person, time, <laughs> the whole thing. That's just my favorite Couldn't play. Couldn't be any better. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's just so Tyree great. Kill said that never happened though. Just like the divorce filing. Yeah. She. No, so he got, I saw it. I saw yeah. it live right there. I was, I was right there. Johnny Gomes reacting to it. Punching. It's it unbelievable what those boys did. So I got Snead as my yeah, defensive player of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah run away, run away, right? Offensive player of the year. I went Rashi Rice on this one. I went with offensive uh, rookie. Uh, of the offensive year. rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got to be Rashi Rice, I mean, right? Yeah, we got a darn near thousand yard wide receiver in year yeah. one. That's pretty awesome. Um, defensive rookie seven of the year. touchdowns. Don't forget seven touchdowns, which yeah. is a nice number. It's a it's really a nice good number. number in the NFL. Yeah. Defensive rookie of the year. I got Shamari Connor. That guy stepped up big last week, man. From where he started yeah. in OTAs to where they were like, what do we have here? This guy, is he going to make it? Is right. he going to do this to where he was last week? Yeah. I mean, talk about getting in your playbook and getting it done. Shamari Connor? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with him, he's too. He's not it by default, but he's pretty much the only. Yeah, I know, right, by default. But still, he was great yeah, last week. No, no, he's he's a valuable guy. I mean, yep. think about it. They are, they were down not only uh, Mike Edwards. Edwards, but Brian Cook yes. was the starter there. That's so right. You're, he's like, and then he Third. Can, and then he can play. He's versatile. He can play mm-hmm. any number of spots. So, no, he's, he's, he's had a really nice season. All right, your assistant coach of the year. I'm going with a different one. I'm going with Dave Merritt, the defensive back coach. I saw Lawrence Tynes pushing for him to be the new defensive coordinator of the Giants, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose him. But Dave Merritt, man, let's give that guy a little bit of credit for being the defensive backs coach. How good yeah. have those guys been? No, I mean, and not just this year. I mean, right. brought McDuffie up. All the, all the rookies of last yes. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fab if anybody five, wants to try to steal four. Dave Merritt for don't, anything, don't, double his please, salary don't. today. Yeah, don't don't sleep alone. And the comeback player of the year for the Chiefs, I got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think he's done a nice job because when the last we talked about him, he skipped the parade for a fashion show. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought I thought Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a really nice bounce back season. It would have been real easy for him to kind of just, you know, go into hiding and say, screw this, I'm done, and Pacheco's getting all the love and whatnot. Um, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a nice year, and I still think he's going to be big on Sunday. I have two options for this. They're a little, little off base. Um, Willie Gay. Yeah, okay. 
I thought he was a guy that was like, okay, it's kind of eh. yeah. And now I'm like, can, is there a way to bring him back? Bring him back. Can we yeah. him somehow? Yeah. Like I figured this was going to be it. I'm like, oh, can we bring him back? And then uh, the kicker. Oh, we were that's fretting. Great. Remember last year, yeah. we we're fretting laces and folds yeah. and all kinds of crap at the kicker. Now we're like, roll him out there. Well, Let's he's go. healthy. Health makes a difference, Let's go right? Out there. And he just, <laughs> he just, he's just. I mean, we got the two best kickers in the NFL going this weekend too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So oh, that's but, a good one. But, I like the kicker. There for me. I do like the kicker. That's a really good one. So if you guys want to weigh in, feel free. Uh, the Twitters, meanwhile, uh, say this should be the weekend's favorite. Blah blah blah. And uh, we have the head coach of the Ravens coming up at nine thirty or eight thirty. Should say eight thirty, nine thirty Eastern. It's he's Eastern, so it'll be uh, eight thirty our time. <laughs> the head coach of the Ravens coming up at eight thirty. Big get. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on a Friday along with Bob Fesco. I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, beat up producing Red Fridays are brought to you by ComCare. Call or text 988 for 24-7 mental health support. We will have the head coach of the Ravens coming up in about nine minutes. He will join us. Uh, live here on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, it's it's going to be exciting to hear what he has to say as his team gets ready to take on the Chiefs this weekend. I just uh, received a text from somebody close to uh, the Ravens coach and said that uh, one of the one of the players on the team he knows, and he said, be careful with Chris Jones this week. So yeah. words out that Chris Jones is yeah, pretty good. They're, yeah. on the, they're on the lookout for one Chris Jones. Yep. So mm-hmm. if they don't double team, that's on them. That's on them, yeah. Um, They used to love us. They did, man. America used to love us. Mm-hmm. Good news is they don't like the Ravens any better. Because um, we, yeah. we heard that everybody would love the Ravens this week. Correct. Apparently that's not the case. Nobody likes the based Ravens. On, based on X data. Essentially only anybody likes are the Lions. <laughs> I remember when we were that likable. Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're following the, uh, the X-verse. Yep. Formerly known as Twitterverse. We have to stop doing that. Do like, ESPN just, continues to do why that. Why don't you switch yeah. it back to Twitter? Everybody know what Twitter, Twitter. was. X right. sounds stupid. Twitter. It does, yeah. It's dumb. Stump. But uh, they do their 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 tracking, you know, of where where the love is, mm-hmm. where the tweets are coming from. And where is the love? The love. So they, they can the make love. these these fun maps. That. They can f- make these fun maps, like we used to get in USA Today. Kids, yeah, go- kids, like Google those. it. Yeah. When it was a newspaper and had a lot of colors. Much simpler time when we could be just baffled by colors. The, oh, God, the orange section was just great because it was us, the sports. The green was the money. The purple was lifestyle. Blue a, was the part you threw away. Give me a pie chart. Yeah, just it was really good. Was blue, I love, was blue the business? No, blue was the news. No, you tossed that no, crap. Blue, blue is news. Okay. Yeah. I, I only All really like the, the – <laughs> it's still the same. Yeah. The sports and Nickelodeon, blues news? Yeah. Blues news. The sports and entertainment sections. Yeah. It's still, I haven't grown out of that, I guess, apparently. That's what you go for. Yeah, I, I always like the money section. Didn't need the money section. Needed to pay more attention to it. Yeah. Obviously didn't learn I anything I always from looked it. at the money section. And Never knew the, what it meant. Yeah. It didn't 
but I always wanted the uh, the sports and entertainment. Yeah, and and the, the orange was great because it was sports. And they always had like little pie charts and graphs and things that really grabbed you. Like the USA Today as a newspaper back when we were kids was the best. And then you went on vacation and you got it because you never got it at home, but it was always at the the uh, the, the free if breakfast. The ho- if you were doing the hotel right, you, you had a USA, USA Today, today on, your, man. on your doorstep. Oh, it was wonderful. So now it's now it's the uh, the the Twitter yeah the the Twitter data mm-hmm. that shows that. 37 states are backing the Lions. That's right. 37. Are rooting for the Lions. Want them to win the Super Bowl, Want them right? to win it all. Mm-hmm. Go Lions. Seven states want the 49ers. Right. A lot of states that don't matter, though, like Utah and places like that, Idaho. All west. Yeah. The Chiefs have just four states. Four. Luckily, Kansas and Missouri are two of those states. Right. I would be a little nervous if it wasn't. What do you think the other two are? Well, I, do, I know. Yeah, you know, I know. Yeah. Nebraska and Iowa. Iowa and Nebraska. It looks like the old Chiefs logo when they first came here, minus Oklahoma and Arkansas. Right. And who the hell is Oklahoma rooting for? Detroit? Oklahoma and Texas are rooting for Detroit. Yeah, that's crazy. Couldn't Arkansas even, rooting for Detroit, apparently too. Apparently so, yeah. And then the Ravens have two states, yes. Maryland and Virginia. That's it. <laughs> Anybody we didn't name is rooting for Detroit yeah, to win this yeah, thing. Yeah. But remember years ago when we first got into this and started to become the uh, the popular team, that map would be red and everybody wanted Kansas City? That's just the lifestyle of teams or the, the life cycle, if you will, of, of teams that are on top. You go from a team that everybody's rooting for to a team that everybody's rooting against. And honestly, Josh, I love the fact that we are – the villain right now, right? Don't you love the fact that we're here? Because that means we've arrived. That means we have become the premier team in the NFL. Or if you're the Yankees, the premier team in Major League Baseball, or if you're, you know, LeBron, the premier team, wherever he is in the NBA, you strive to become the most villainous, hated team because that means you're doing really good things. And right now we're such the villain and I love it. I don't know that I care that we're the villain. I just, I don't care to be liked. It'd be yeah. nice if you liked our team. Yeah. It's fun. Fine. Yeah. Watch them jump on board. I know plenty of people that have across the country of course, that, yeah. that have jumped on board and like, oh, this is really fun and whatever. And if you find a tie in and do it, that's great. You know, but mm-hmm. if you don't, I don't care. Yeah, you know I mean? that's like, right. We're I, having success. We're I, all I loving it here. You. Like, I don't. It's great. I only really need Kansas and Missouri rooting for the Chiefs. I could care less about what anybody yeah. else roots for. Yeah. You don't matter to me. Nebraska needs some football. I get it. Well, yeah, they don't, haven't had football and since then, the 90s. And then, uh, you know, Caitlin Clark. Likes the Chiefs, so everybody likes the Chiefs in Iowa. In Iowa like, yeah. Bring them on. Which is strange that, you, that, that, <laughs> uh, that Iowa is because Iowa is such a Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, Indianapolis, you know, Denver. I don't care about the Lions probably. So yeah, probably As much not. as they follow the rest of that division, they have split split allegiances the rest of that division. Yeah. They're probably like, oh, the Lions are the extra team. I right. don't care about them. So I love it, man. That's exciting. So, Let's go. Be the good, villains. Good luck to the Lions. You're apparently America's team. Right. Um, every once in a while, you don't mind a little, do you know who I am? Mm-hmm. But he didn't do this. He did not do this. But they didn't know who he was. Right. <laughs> which is which is very interesting. So, um, Punky Johnson. Never heard of it. Okay, I thought, so. I thought, I thought you were going to say that. Well, it's a she. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cast members of Saturday Night Live uh, shared a story with Seth Meyers on Never NBC this week. <laughs> he has a show. It's a late night show. He used to be on Saturday Night Live beforehand. What's it called? Late night. late night with Seth Meyers. It's very aptly named. Never heard of him. So, so she was on uh, his show, and 
recall the story where uh, Travis Kelsey couldn't get into an after party at Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's great. They didn't know. He went on the, he went on he the, went li- on the list. He went on the list. He kind of pulled the power move. There was somebody who could not get into the SNL after party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have a photo, and this is Travis Kelsey. They yeah. would not let him in. Right, 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 right. Now, what really happened? Is it true that at the door, they just didn't know who Travis was? The crazy thing is, he had came to the show. We saw him at the show, and then he goes to the after party, and he's just looking, and I was like, oh, that's Travis Kelsey. And they're sitting up there, they're like, you can't get in, bro. You're not on the list. And I'm sitting up there like, why isn't he listing his resume? Because I'm on SNL. I'm like D-list celebrity. I would have been like, I'm on SNL. I know Lauren Michaels. <laughs> but he was just sitting up there just being so innocent, like, oh, my gosh, should I call someone? So I went over there, and I was like, this is a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> he is a daggone the greatest tight end in the daggone NFL. I was, I was saying everything he should have said. Yeah. And I was like, he's on my list. Come on, Travis. And, <laughs> and then uh, I guess we became, like, friends. I made him take pictures. Well, forceful friends. I'm like, you're going to take pictures with me every time you see me. Yeah. I'm going to be heavily a part of your life. <laughs> We're having children together. Like, you, you owe me for this party forever, bro. Yeah. That would have been very embarrassing. This is a very cool picture. If it had just been him standing outside a party, very lame. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go. I love the fact that he just went, all right, I guess I'm not on the list yeah. and moved on his yeah. day. Because you know some people would have been like, don't you know who yeah. I am? Yeah. So he hosted, so they should have known him from that. Right. Right? You come back. I and saw I, a certain heel do that once at a charity event. It feels like it feels like once you, I don't know, it feels like once you crack the SNL gates, you've cracked the SNL gates. Apparently not. No, you know I guess I mean? not. Like, like if you've achieved the level of hosting, I feel like you would be on the automatically list. on the list, list right? Like, yeah. You know, it says, "Well, I've hosted." And they go, "Okay, come on, come on in," and they yeah. let you in. Like your grandfathered in. Apparently, yeah. not quite the case. And, and that you're dating Taylor Swift, they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, okay, maybe yeah. Taylor's here too." But none of that happened, and he didn't pull the "Don't you know who I am?" No, which and she is says awesome. he could have, yeah, he should have, he should have. So I did. Yeah. And she went and got him. That's pretty awesome. That is fantastic. I do love it. Way to go, Travis. That's even better. It's it's better that he didn't pull the don't yeah. you know who yeah. I am. He just went, all right, all right, see you later. I guess yeah. I didn't make the list today. So there you have it, folks. Travis Kelsey wow. not doing that. Not only did we get this person, mm-hmm. but he was calling us. Yeah. And boom. Boom, right on time. A coach, a coach that just doesn't make you wait. Right. This is unbelievable. It is. So uh, we have the Chiefs and Ravens coming up on, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we are joined now by the head coach of the Ravens. Is this true? That is true. All yes, right. yes. All right. The head coach of the Ravens, Coach Lauren Clark. Coach, good morning. And uh, I guess this week has been kind of fun for you getting ready to uh, to take on the Chiefs, huh? The head coach of the Olathe Northwest Ravens, Lauren Clark, joining us. Good morning, Coach. Yeah, yeah it's been really fun. We had to check back out equipment and uh, try to get together a game plan for uh, a great football team. And so... Um, it was uh, a lot of excitement in our building and excitement in our program. And so it's, it's, it's been a very electric week to say the least. No, no doubt, man. So what, what are you looking uh, game plan wise to try to defeat the chiefs? How are you going to attack this team? I mean, there's, there's so many great players on both sides of the ball. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, on the defensive side, you know, with, with Chris Jones and Snead and, and Bolton and trying to figure out, you know, how to equip, come up with something to stop those guys from doing what they're doing. And obviously on the offensive side of the ball, um, Mahomes and Kelsey and Rice and Pacheco. I mean, they're just, they're just filled with so many weapons that, you know, coming up with blitzes and schemes, you know, it's, it's definitely a fun, a fun thought process. The head coach of the Ravens, 
Lauren Clark joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. You do have a rest advantage, though. You mentioned checking back out the equipment. I mean, you have a massive rest advantage in this game. How will that play out? Well, the, the rest is not as important as, you know, um, the scheme. I mean, it's, I think it's good to have rest, but, you know, actually being able to prepare, watching film and, and those types of things does play a huge part. But um, I think our, our our kids will be uh, electric to start, but obviously uh, I'm not sure the outcome would actually be on that one. Coach, what was this week really like for you guys, though? I mean, I, I love the fact that you pinned the tweet on the top. You've been retweeting everything, embracing all of this kind of stuff. How fun has this week been for you guys? Like I said, it's been really great for our building um, and, and all of the retweets and followers and comments. And, you know, it's just it's entertaining that, you know, because of the miscue, you know, our, our program is getting a lot of publicity and our kids are having a lot of fun with it. I don't know how many times I've been asked or our staff members in our building, you know, good luck this weekend. You guys are getting ready. And so, <laughs> so it's been like, it's, it's been good for the building, kind of like bringing everybody together. I mean, this is the time of the year. You look outside right now. It stinks out there. Nobody wants to be doing anything, oh. right? The weather, it's just miserable outside. This has kind of been something for fun to kind of galvanize you guys as a, as a school this week, huh? Definitely for sure. And, and we have a lot of Chiefs fans in our building. So it's, it's, it's definitely red Friday in our building. And, um, but like I said, it's, it's been a fun environment for our kids, especially in our program and, and the comments that they've been able to get and some of the likes and things that they've been able to get too, just cause people come and check out our page and see there. Coach, you there? Oh, you're there. Okay, okay. Sound like we sound like we lost you for a second. No, it it, it has to be. I mean, it has to be just great for for that kind of stuff too. For your for your kids as well. To think, you know, hey, people are paying attention to us. How how do you take this and then like move forward with this and you know build on this or take advantage of this? You know. Well, hopefully, again, it brings highlight to our program. I mean, a couple years ago, we had a really really good season and. Um, we have some really, really good underclassmen coming up. And so our, there's a lot of excitement in our building already, but just, you know, publicizing, you know, some of the great things that, that our programs do and our great coaches and um, our great facilities. And so it's, it's awesome for people to get to see that outside of the Northwest community. Shout out some of those players, man. Give, give, give some of those guys and coaches recognition right now. Uh, I have an amazing coaching staff. I mean, our defense coordinator, Keith Winger, is, is amazing. Uh, Lucas Charnell. Uh, is also amazing, helps me on the offensive side of the ball. Um, some of our players, Merrick Greiner, uh, will be a returning player for us. He plays basketball in our building as well. Motion splitting hard uh, on the defensive side of the ball. We have uh, Isaiah Butler and uh, Jake Brink that are, are going to be uh, good players for us as, as our senior class. And so, again, we're just we're just excited for the, the youth in our program and the enthusiasm in our building. And, you know, they, they just got done lifting and working out this morning and, so it's, it's just one of those fun things that, you know, as you start a new year for, for 2024, just looking forward of, you know, what, what can it be? So we're excited. You mentioned your defensive coordinator. What is he going to try to do to stop Travis Kelsey this week? Oof, I don't know what anybody can do to stop Travis Kelsey except for try to double team him. But um, we would come up with some type of a game plan. Obviously, you know, he's, he's a phenomenal player and he knows how to get open and him and Mahomes has such a great relationship. And so, you know, when you have that type of uh, – relationship with the quarterback i mean it's it's hard to stop thanks for being a great sport loved having you on no not a problem thanks for having me <laughs> thanks coach that is the head coach of the ravens see we told you yeah. we're promoting all show head coach of the ravens joining us at 8 30 boom right there 8 30 lauren is. clark the head coach of the 
Olathe Northwest Ravens. Yeah. What a great week, though, it has been for their program. I've heard from so many people. I've seen so many tweets. You know, a lot of people in that community are like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Dana Wright's getting on board with it. Chris Katz over at Channel 9 retweeting all this kind of stuff, having fun with it. Like, you got to embrace this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. I can't I can't imagine even with, with talking to him about what that's been for their program. You wake up on a Monday morning and all of a sudden you're in the national news. Like, what did why, we do? What's going on here? <laughs> I mean, we he he wakes up and goes, oh my god! Because like as a coach, when you wake up in the morning, probably the first thing you do is you check your phone to make sure nobody got in trouble the night before. You wake up and you got eighty five thousand notifications on your phone as the head coach of Olathe Northwest, and you're going, oh my god, what in the hell is going on? Oh, we're playing wrong? the Chiefs, and then you find you're playing the Chiefs this nobody weekend. Told me. <laughs> Well done. Very good. Well done. Had a game plan. He's ready to go. He got a thanks coach for the 785. Yeah, he, <laughs> he did. did. He actually yeah, did. He, he actually did. did get a thanks coach. That's true. That's true. All right, let's see if the Chiefs are ready. The only way we know how, it's another edition of Kingdom Cliches. Well, hello. My favorite time of the year. The playoffs are here in the kingdom. And that means playoff. All right, go ahead. Start off. Uh, we look forward to the challenge of playing the Ravens. Heck of a football team. Listen, I don't, I don't have anything to open up with other than I'm, I'm glad I'm here in front of them with you guys and gals because that means we're still playing. So we got, we got uh, 11 guys out there, man, to do the job. It's already at the top and the rise is another level. Is uh, that's what the special players do. So let's just get the ball back to our quarterback. They're good all the way around. Good back end. I think for us, it's just the challenge of going up against the best is what, what motivates you. I mean, that win was coming over the top. Not about who's right, it's about getting it right. You know, we always put things in the rearview mirror. I ask our guys to do that. Fags is a general of that group, and he, he designs all the stuff that, that we throw at that offense is, and he, he, he's got a great variety of pitches. It's a friendly competition. You know, obviously they look at each other, they admire each other, I'm sure. They're going to play physical, they're going to play fast, they're going to play hard. Put it all together and see what happens. And uh, we'll have to be on point. You know, we know we got our hands full, and it's, you know, when you put it on the tape, you see it. You see how hard the guys are playing. These guys are pro athletes. Very out of character. You know, quarterback that can throw it, that can run it, that can scramble, right? It's like three dimensions instead of two. It'll be game to game. It just took a little bit longer for us, for whatever reason, this year to try to figure out what we want to do and how we want to do it. When you watch him, he's just so pure in everything he does. And You're not tackling anybody, so you're not finishing on a guy. He's solid, and, and that's, that's what we're looking for right now. Ah, it sure sounds like they're ready to go for another run to the Super Bowl. Enjoy your playoff watching in the kingdom and be sure to eat your tea and crumpets. And have your pets spayed or neutered. I think that's exactly right. Make sure you do that. Eat your tea and crumpets. Mm -hmm. Those are this week's kingdom cliches. All right, the next time you hear the. the uh, the the foaling sounder. It's a Friday, so that means we're giving away an opportunity to go foaling. That's right. You hear the foaling sounder, and it's you're another best go foaling Friday. Yes, yeah, that's still it. That's Next right. time you hear that, when you hear that, be caller fifteen two nine one three five eight six. Seven six ten. Right, and your call is right here in front of me. You're going to win a session of foaling. Foaling, of course, located at four thirty five in State Line, and you can go get your foal on. It's essentially bags, but you're throwing footballs at bowling pins. It's great for a date night. It's great to take the kids out. It's great for a charity event. It's great for a work event. Whatever it is, man, foaling has got you covered for everybody. Reserve a lane now at foalingkc.com and get your foal on. All right, I thought you were kind of joking yesterday, right? And then. 
my wife receives a text from your wife. Uh-huh. My wife. Oh, boy. And it's a picture of your wife with a crown on holding a burger. That's right. I took her to Burger you King. actually did take her to Burger King for her birthday. Yeah, the what's wrong with that? We, we went inside. I had the in-laws come along, too, so it was all six of us. I thought maybe it was, you know, you were running. You're, I'm going to pretend I'm taking you to Burger King. No. And then go somewhere else. I saw the photo. I was like, he actually did it. <laughs> Why is that the reaction from everybody? I just didn't, I didn't think that was it. I, I fed my family for six for under $22 yeah. for my wife's and birthday. And had it your way. And yeah. she had it her way. Yeah. Everybody ordered their, their Whopper Junior the way that they wanted it. We got some of those chicken nuggets, some of the fries, some of the drinks. I mean, we had the whole place to ourselves. My father-in-law was like, wow, you rented out the whole place. <laughs> So I said, I'm taking my queen to Burger yeah, King I, I, for her 49th birthday. Where else would you have rather spent your 40? She can be 50 next year. You guys both know what it's like to turn 50. I'm not quite yeah. there yet. And so for her I final know, year. I already know where you're going for your 50th birthday. I don't know if you do, but I do. Well, I, I want to go to, to, to Dairy Queen. That's where you're going. <laughs> That's, that, was, that was the follow-up text. That- <laughs> She sent my wife. Yep, yeah, yeah. she's like, she's like, I'm taking Bob. I'm like, I go. Actually, that does sound great. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, even who have a wouldn't want a blizzard for yeah, their birthday, right? Yeah. There's a blizzard. Yeah. So maybe. I said, I took my at queen side, to Burger King. Side had side a hat car, at a sidecar dilly bar. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you? It's fantastic, you man. Right. I, she she got the uh, she got the crown and, and and everything. We had a wonderful experience. So I want to thank the good folks over at Burger King at like uh, 135th and Quivira ish. Was the only one we could find. Uh, they did a they did a great job of making my wife feel special on her special day. So tip of the crown to the good folks over at the Burger King. We loved, loved, loved in uh, e- eating there and uh, enjoying the Whopper Juniors uh, that were had by all. Thanks, Coach. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I thought you were joking. I didn't. No. I, I was, because you didn't send me a text. <laughs> they were doing the texting, and I'm like, "Oh, that actually did happen." I was, I was kind of bored. Were you like a Paul? No, or? I was just like, I didn't. I thought there was, there was some something else, and she looked, the, she looked very happy in the photo. So she, yeah, yeah. it's very when, nice. When you, right? the, yeah. when you sent me the picture, oh. I was like, "Oh wow, she did have it her way." She yeah, did. Yeah, she yeah. loved it, man. Who, you, like, got, you get to have it your way. You sure. get a crown, and I guess. Yeah. I mean, good luck. Awesome. We had leftovers. It was wonderful. Leftovers. leftovers? Yeah, they need all the fries. We brought some home. Throw them in the air fryer. That's exactly right. Yep. It's another best go bowling Friday. <laughs> All right, caller 15. We'll have it their way. Uh, going falling 913-586-7610 on the telephone line for your chance to win a falling on a falling Friday. There is a great AFC West conspiracy that's taking shape. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Listen to Dayton Hughes Tuesdays at 7.30. Right here on 610 Sports Radio. You had one shot. One opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on a surface, Back in on a Friday, along with Bob Vesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, beat up producing. We will do the round table coming up at uh, nine. 
15. I can tell you Binkley is already in the house. He is. Jay Binkley yep. is here from the Character Concerns podcast and all things 610 Sports Radio. We'll join us over the round table. And Aaron Ladd, Channel 41, also nice. coming in today. And uh, we'll chat with those two uh, during the round table coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, Joseph, was Joseph the winner? A foaling? Yes. Joseph, Joseph. won a little foaling today. You go. You're going to have the time of your life, my man. But that's not all. 913-586-7610. Another caller 15 right now. You're going to win pizza. Large specialty pizza from the other place. Nice. On a Friday as well. Go enjoy the games at the uh, the other place. Um, go there for your Hawkeye games, too. My Hawkeye friends. Hawkeye it's games. A great, it's a great place for Hawkeye, Hawkeye games. Can't get uh, there this weekend. I'll be gone. But um, go there and watch a little little hoops on Saturday. Who's uh, Caitlin Clark have this weekend? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. They play like it's like a doubleheader, men and women kind of thing. At home? On the same? No, I think I think one's home, one's away, but oh. they're like back. Do they to ever back. do like back-to-back games like that, where they do the men and women both at home in college basketball, or is that just too much to handle with the crowds and all that kind uh, of sometimes. stuff? Sometimes, like, do a doubleheader, sell one ticket for for both games, and and do the men first, and the women yeah. second, or the women first, the men second. Doesn't matter what order you do them in. The women have Nebraska, Ooh. and the men at Michigan. So okay, yeah. big one. So you go go watch those at the other place. There you go. There Enjoy you yourself go. at the other place. Good morning, football's picks are in for the weekend, and Guess what? it's three Ravens, one Chief. And guess who picked the Chiefs? Schrager, of course. Of course, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, three to one, three to one dogs again right. across the four panel shows, yep. the four person panel shows on that ESPN as well. Three to one Ravens being picked uh, to. I would guess. To be, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it today. Bart well, Scott's, Bart Scott's sure. a he's Raven. Not, he's not picking. Know. He's not no. picking the Chiefs. So no. Uh, there's a great conspiracy involving the uh, the AFC West. Uh-huh. I really like it. Uh-huh. You love the tinfoil hat. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I will sometimes. If it goes with the outfit, I'll put it on. Correct. <laughs> no, it's, not always, it's not. It's not. It's not. an always staple. It's just sometimes I'll throw that throw that tin foil hat on. But I, I heard this one. And I went, damn. I can't. Can't. Can't say I don't believe it. Um, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Mike Harmon was on the show. Yep. He floated this out, and I don't hate it. I love it. It's a great idea that the NFL. Hired Jim Harbaugh to go to the Chargers. Right. They made the Chargers hire Jim Harbaugh. If you want to phrase it that way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In their dire need to make L.A. relevant. Mm -hmm. They said, you got to bring Jim Harbaugh. Right. He's got juice. He's got juice. He's a name. He's going to sell tickets. He's going to get people excited about this thing. And I don't hate that as a conspiracy. I think it's a really legit conspiracy, Josh. I don't even know that it's a conspiracy as much as I'm willing to believe is truth. I mean, you know, Mike Harmon, he's a national radio host based out of uh, Los Angeles. And and I talked to our friend Ben Maller about uh, Mike Harmon. I said, do you know this guy? He goes, yeah, I see him in the mornings when I come in. He's leaving as I get there. He's on before me. I said, all right, cool. I said, he floated out this conspiracy when I was listening to Baltimore more radio yesterday on the Odyssey app and he's like uh, the NFL made the Chargers hire Harbaugh to make them relevant I'm like, and I'm like as soon as I heard it you, you know how I reacted to that I'm like oh 100% I'm in you know on this one but the NFL hasn't worked in Los Angeles the Rams win a Super Bowl and and still it hasn't worked in Los Angeles we saw the Super Bowl you know parade where tens of people showed up and, and nobody was there the Chargers have been a colossal failure since they got to uh, Los Angeles nobody's a Charger fan Every one of those games has been a home game for the opposition. And so I can absolutely 1 million percent, Josh, see the NFL saying, you're going to hire this guy because we need to make sure this works in Los Angeles. We can't have you continue to lose because if you continue to lose and continue to be irrelevant, well, then this thing's not going to last here. There's really nowhere else for you to go 
except back to San Diego and build a new stadium. And nobody wants to spend money on that right now. So we're going to make this thing work. You're going to hire Harbaugh and we're going to continue to push this LA narrative. Like that screams something the NFL would 1 million percent do in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm buying it. Yeah. I, I choose I choose to accept that conspiracy. So yep. okay. the hat fits. It's got a Charger logo on the side right now. Mm-hmm. Mike Harmon, way to go. I love your conspiracy. Coming up uh, next week, Monday through Friday, at this very time, be listening, we will play a big game highlight from one of the Chiefs' appearances mm-hmm. in their history. You'll just have to tell us which game that was from, and you're going to have a chance to win a $500 hy gift card. All week long, Monday through Friday, we'll have five qualifiers, one each day at 8.50. So be listening for that highlight at 8.50 coming up on Monday for your first chance to get registered to win a $500 high V gift card. Um, so this story hasn't gained a lot of traction like I thought maybe it would. I think it maybe will like eventually. Mm-hmm. But New England Patriots uh, wide receiver Kayshawn Booty, or Boutte, as I like to say. Boutte. Uh, because he was from, L- was from LSU, wouldn't he be right. Boutte? Yep. Um, Do you remember Josh Boutte? Yeah, it's true. And there he had a brother, too. He was a quarterback, I believe. So uh, Kayshawn Booty of the New England Patriots was arrested in Louisiana. Formerly of the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm hard to sing with him. Yeah. Uh, for illegal gambling when he was underage, when he was at LSU. Believed to have placed more than... 8,900 wagers. That's insane. With at least 17 bets on NCAA football games, including at least six, including LSU, when he was playing there. Mm -hmm. My thought is he's got a future in sports talk radio. Oh, absolutely. I think think three out of every four <laughs> people I've encountered in sports talk radio, but well, probably probably a little less than that, maybe because you and I aren't in that category necessarily. But uh, <laughs> if we're degenerate gamblers in college, yes. <laughs> I think I think that's part of most of these guys' resumes, at least the ones I've encountered over the years. You and I may be the only ones in this industry that weren't degenerates in college. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Everybody that's in sports talk radio had a bookie in college. Oh, I mean, God, it, it's yes. like, it's yeah. like not even, yeah. it's really not even a question. <laughs> so my legal advice for Kayshawn Boutte would be sports talk radio is your next career. If they, yeah. if they run you out of the, if they run you out of the game because of this mm-hmm. and they might, um, What's sports he talk being host. arrested for gambling when he was too young, Underage had he been 21, and- nothing's wrong with this, right? Uh, well, still as an athlete, he couldn't have been doing this. At but that it's point not arrestable. Time. It's finable. A felony count of computer fraud well, there you and go. a you misdemeanor count of gambling prohibited for persons under 21. Yeah. Would be the, uh, would be the charges. Mm-hmm. 8,900 wagers. Oh, that's getting after it. That is man. That and is this was really... pre NIL. Yeah. So right. you didn't have like a, like a, a backer. <laughs> right. So I, I looked at this story yesterday. I'm thinking to myself, okay, if he was 21, then none of this is an issue. I, I don't think. I was waiting for the more of the story because of he was betting on himself, like with the over amount of receptions or the under, and like he had that inside information. I don't think they've gotten to that yet, but he's he bet on LSU. Yeah. So at six times out of 8,900, though, that's not a lot. Right. <laughs> not really, considering you know the most about that. If you're making 8,900 wagers, you figure I'll just try to use anything. Yeah. Especially if you're losing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, are you, you know, or, or, or is he going out there and throwing games, dropping passes, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff that seemingly comes up. And then he I'm was wagering, according to police, 
for approximately a week after he was drafted. <laughs> the now NFL's players gambling policy allows players to bet on sports, but not on anything related to the league. Right. And and so in, in the sixth round, a week after you were drafted, there's really nothing NFL to bet on. I at saw that point Yeah, I can't imagine that. You was, know, unless you're doing yeah. futures and, and stuff like that, which yeah. he very well could have been. Yeah. Uh, but he just had five games at the Patriots, two catches for 19 yards. He took the under and on so his now season total. Internet right? sleuths will get after it when he was at LSU and you know, right. Body language or game. I'm sure we'll get the micro of it all. Right. At some point in time. Well, I clearly bet on this LSU game and he took the whatever and didn't pan out or whatever, Mm -hmm. what have you. But, um, he can always be a radio host. I mean, yeah. From the text line, they said, bet on yourself. And he really believed. <laughs> and he took Every, it everyone told me my whole life I should bet on myself. <laughs> bet yeah. on myself. Yeah. I did. And now it's you're true. putting me in no, jail. Yeah, that's, yeah. True. that's true. <laughs> and, uh, while the chiefs are getting ready for the, uh, the AFC championship game, Sometimes I like to look at what, how the other half lives, yeah, and where you're at, and, and sometimes it's 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 terrible. Turntables and a microphone. It's it's terribly sad, uh, the the life we're living compared to others. So apparently, among Cowboys Twitter, well, I mean, which you know is probably a really cesspool right now. Oh, right? I can only imagine. Yeah. So the biggest thing they have going right now. Three four versus four three. Is that for real? Apparently, really. Oh my yeah. goodness! The, the, like the, some national people picked up on it, some pro football focus people picked on it because apparently they're arguing over whether or not uh, Micah Parsons is playing in the right defense. Oh God! Oh my <laughs> just God! Just just a snippet of you know, yeah, life outside of the glory that is here and what we're dealing with versus what other right places are. Doing okay, this. so let me get after this here for just one second because I saw that story. I'm going to raise you one, okay? I don't mean to be the, the one-upper here, but I saw the tweet from Mike Florio this morning announcing that the new uh, coach of the Titans, Tommy Callahan, mm-hmm. he's going to be calling plays. and so That's another good one, too. That, yeah, that, that, yeah. Like It doesn't matter. If you will don't you, have the players, plays? It, it's irrelevant. I don't know why people care who's calling the plays. and so I wouldn't want to be a first-time head coach calling plays. No, you let somebody that's else something do you, that. That's something you take over later when your guy fails and you're about to get fired correct you you take the play calling back over in year three right and then ultimately put your nail in your coffin so i retweeted florio's thing that says callahan will call the offensive plays for the titans like anybody cares i said i would be more interested to know who's going to execute the plays called if you don't have the talent the play caller doesn't matter players win games right and somebody responded me to me to me uh, at kingdom city kc Thank goodness they announced this. I couldn't sleep wondering who was going to call the play for Will Levis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the things that people concern themselves with when it comes to football is beyond me. A Cowboy fan in January debating 3-4 or 4-3. Go find well, something else to do. All they got going, man. But who's calling Mike plays? McCarthy's back. The quarterback's <laughs> back. And I've, are you using Micah Parsons right? I think you, it's the next logical step. You got Patrick Mahomes' quarterback, right? Don't matter who's calling plays. It just doesn't. He's going to go out there and execute those plays. You have, you know, somebody else, let's say, I don't know, Matt Castle playing quarterback. It really doesn't matter who's going to call Pick those plays. Matt. He's not executing mm, those plays. Grief. 
So if you don't have the talent, you could have Lou Gotts calling plays. It ain't going to matter. But if you got the talent, Lou Gotts could be calling plays and everybody will love it. Mitch Holtis gave us some glossy numbers involving this week's foe. We'll get to it next. I'm where you could get into that trouble. And if you do, you need the guys over at Jay Southlanto. I want you to put their number in your phone right now. Forget about it. Just put it in there, but know that you have it. 816-779-4 tow or at southlandto.com. Put that number in your phone so when something does happen, you call it immediately and they will come out. The last thing you want to do is have to wait on the side of the road for hours hoping your insurance company sends out that tow company. Don't worry about it. Call Jay Southlanto and they will be there for you. When you call, they arrive. 816-779-4TOW or at southlandto.com. Doesn't matter if you're north, south, east, or west, Jay Southlanto covers the entire metro. Use the tow service trusted by most local police departments and Tammy from the West and it's Jay Southland Toe. There's nothing they can't do, so be in the know and use Jay Southland Toe. Hey guys, it's Carrington from The Drive here, and I'm like you. After work, I like to chill at the other place where I can sit down, grab something to eat, grab something to drink, and I want to catch up on all the games. And if you're looking for somewhere on game day, if you don't have anywhere to go, then stop by the other place where they have a perfect game day atmosphere which makes you feel like you're at the game. The other place, Shawnee, Olathe, the downtown Overland Park, and opening soon in Mission and Belton. Hey, this is Trent McDuffie, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. Kansas City, here we are again. The AFC Championship game. Six straight years. It's been Brady. It's been Allen. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fade comeback. And the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. It's been Burrow. Mahomes will fire it late for the end zone. Caught! Marquez Valdez-Scantling on his backside. Touchdown, Kansas City. Got more bodies on him than a Chinese cemetery. It's Lamar at his house. How do you expect to run with the wolves come night when you spend all day spawning with the puppies? On the road as underdogs against a team that nobody thinks we're better than. Where have we heard that before? Patrick Mahomes coming into this game had never won a road playoff game. He has now, and he does it in Buffalo. It's his 40th win on the road. And Kansas City, for the sixth consecutive time, is going to the AFC Championship. Sunday is another opportunity to silence everyone who says, we're tired of the Chiefs. The game is out there, and it's either play or get played. Sunday is another opportunity to make history. We do not lose, and we do not give up, ever. Sunday is another opportunity to go into someone else's house and burn it to the ground. See the king, stay the king. Sunday is destiny. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. Chiefs, Raven. You come at the K, you best not miss. Sunday at 2, right here on 610 Sports Radio and 106.5 The Wolf. Don't call it a comeback.
Wolves Ravens Sunday at 2 on 106.5. The Wolf pregame coverage gets underway at 10, both on The Wolf and right here on 610 Sports Radio for a sixth straight appearance in the AFC Championship game. Again, I mean, just, just, think just keep that. saying God. that to yourself because it's just glorious. It is, man. Like, it, it's really unreal that we're sitting here for the sixth consecutive year going to the AFC Championship game. It just goes to show you the foundation that Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, um, Brett Veach, even John Dorsey. I was talking to a friend of mine. He goes, you do realize if the Lions and Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, John Dorsey works for the Detroit Lions. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's like an assistant general manager there, and his fingerprints have been all over this organization as well uh, before Brett Veach took over as general manager. So there will be some great underlying stories there when it's Chiefs and Lions, you know, hopefully uh, in the uh, in the Super Bowl in 16 days. So we got that to look forward to. But so many people have had an important role in all of this. But it just I mean, it's just really incredible to sit here and say six consecutive years. And I really hope and I'm going to continue to say this, Josh, because I know you feel this way, too. Don't be taking this for granted. Don't sit back and act like this happens every year. And don't watch this game and be negative with yourself all weekend either, right? If, if things aren't going great and they don't win this game, you're still in the AFC Championship game for six consecutive years. Don't walk away from the game being negative and thinking the world is ending because we're in the midst of a dynasty right now. We're in the midst of something spectacular. So I want you to do me a favor and do your heart a favor really too. Enjoy the hell out of this game on Sunday. Whatever happens, happens. But make sure you're appreciating and enjoying and living in the moment and watching it with your kids and being there with your friends and your family and just looking at each other and going, six consecutive years we've been doing this, man. There's a lot of teams, i.e. Detroit, that don't have the opportunity to ever get there. There's people who've gone generations in Detroit to never see their team reach this game. We've been able to reach this game the last six years, and I hope there's still an appreciation a love and a joy for this because guys, we're going to wake up one morning and it's all going to be over. Whether that's in 10 years, 15 years, it doesn't matter. It will be over at some point in time. It feels like yesterday, new England was just running around doing good things. Right. And that's over. Their coach is gone. He can't get another job. Their quarterbacks now retired. So this stuff ends fast and quick. And that's why I implore you to just enjoy the hell out of what's going to happen on Sunday. As Avon Barksdale says, the game is the game. Let's go. That's right. Play the game. Let's play the game. Let's yeah. play the game. Sleep well, Baltimore, if you can, with all the murder and heroin. They're pulling out all the stops, too. You know, T-Pain's playing at half. Yeah. They got every former Raven coming back, pretty much. Yep. Let's to be the man. <laughs> You've got to beat the man. So let's go spoil that party, too. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're gearing up for a party. It, they should enjoy it. Yeah, I get it. Absolutely, they should. We were there once. Remember the first one, how it was, great it was. It was great. Right? It was awesome. And then you lost. You know what the you know what the worst part of that one was? Losing. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that to them. Right. Remember, remember, Kick them right in the nuts. Remember that feeling? <laughs> they're yeah. like, man, you're right there and it didn't happen. Let's do that again. Right. And then when you drive Somebody away, you can give the finger to all their fans. Um, and in this case, I'm cool with Mahomes being Omar. That's yeah, fine. That's it fine. is. That, I didn't like that's Drago. the analogy. I didn't like Drago. I can go ahead and be Omar. He was coming to King. You best not miss. It's true, and he was the villain you liked. <laughs> yeah, he really was. Yeah, he was the villain you were rooting for. But you know, so. we were talking about that the other day, and and we kind of got down that rabbit hole of the Sopranos, The Wire, and Breaking Bad, and all that kind of stuff. And I and I still maintain in those three shows, 
the villain was also one of the most likable characters in all three oh, yeah, shows, yeah, yeah. right? Like, you were rooting for Walter White. Well, I cried when Walter White died. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, like, I was devastated. I like those guys. Yeah, spoiler alert. Jeez. Sorry. I, I like those those shows, though, because you, you you're watching and you're into it, and then you step back and go, man, none of these people are likable. Like, they're all bad. They're all bad people, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're, and you're like, you're like... I'm rooting for you. <laughs> I mean, Walter White and Tony Soprano were family guys. They were trying to do what's best for their families. Sure, sure. sure. It, was always, it was always about that. It was always about that. Omar was just Omar real. was taking care of his family. He was, he was. yeah. That's all was going on. Yeah. I got the shotgun. Got the briefcase. It's on the game, though, right? Stringer was taking care of his family. Stringer was yeah, taking Stringer. care of his family. You know, Arlo was. Yeah. I mean, Avon didn't realize it quite as much as he should have, but Stringer was taking care of the family. Yeah. I mean, so, they were all just doing what was best yeah. for the family, right? Well, not McNulty. He was really doing yeah, what was, was best, best for, for him. <laughs> but <laughs> McNutty was out All right, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <Doesn't quite. laughs> That's good. Not McNulty. Uh, but, but seriously, though, like it, it's weird how we did in, in those three shows. We fell in love with and rooted for the guy that was the villain. Mm. Isn't that weird? <laughs> no, it, it's weird. No, it's a great dynamic. Yeah. All right, this one won't be easy. I think the Ravens are really, really good. Their defensive numbers, we think the Chiefs' defense is really good, and they are. Mm-hmm. And then the Ravens are right there with them. Like, I don't want to have Roquan, Roquan Smith nightmares. Right. But they're talking about him as Ray Lewis, and they're not, it's not hyperbole. You know what I mean? I, I walked in this morning, and I looked at you, and B-Dub was sitting in here half asleep, I think. I don't know. And I said, um... I think Josh may have been half asleep. These guys have been battling all week, it's man. Get standing I mean, ovation for B-Dub and Josh this the, week. It's the NyQuil. Just got to you know, not offer once I in a while. It, I had it a couple weeks ago. I know what oh. you guys are going through. It sucks. And so I want to give you guys a round of applause for battling this week, you know, through the cold and the, AFC and the crud. AFC Championship week. No way I was missing that. Right. right. That's right. And, and so um, – and so I just want to give them credit. So I say they were sleeping. Yeah, the, the, the Nyquil's wearing off. As the <laughs> show. And and I'm, I'm I looked at both of them and I go, anybody else scared of Roquan Smith? And yeah, Josh no, he's like, scary. And and I because I saw a quote from Harbs because uh, we're we're tight like that. Um, and and it said something to the the effect of Roquan Smith didn't know he was supposed to be a Raven until he became a Raven or he was born a Raven and you know one of those type of things. And I went, damn, he really is Ray Lewis reincarnated as a as a Baltimore Raven, and he I think is the key guy on their defense. You know, next to Tony Saragusa and Ray Lewis and all those guys, Bart Scott. You know, the, the litany of defensive players over the years. Roquan Smith ranks up there with the Ed Reeds and all of those guys that were these great Ravens. He's just as good as any of them, Josh. He could have played in that defense. He could have played on those teams, and he could have been a star on those teams. That's how you know somebody's a good player, when they could have starred on yep. any team, and Roquan Smith is just that good. A Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, dropped by for his weekly visit, 7.30 on a Friday. You can check out the full interview at 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, but he had some eye-popping Ravens numbers. And when you look at the Baltimore Ravens, you do the deep dive into them. Let me just give you a couple numbers that are eye-popping about them. The Ravens for teams that have averaged 25-plus points a game, have led the league in rushing and led the league in scoring defense. So think of those three boxes to check. They're only the third team in NFL history to do those three things. The other two, the 1972 Dolphins, undefeated, and the 1985 Bears. I mean, the Ravens carry that kind of pedigree into this game. Wow. In addition, they're the first team in 54 years to lead the league in scoring defense, 
takeaways, they're giving up about 16 points a game. Takeaways, they have 31, led the league, and 105 takeaway points, and also the best in sacks. And they have 60, of which 44 of those have come without a blitz. That's four-man rush on 44 of the 60 sacks. First team in 54 years to do that. So those are some very daunting numbers. But our guys know they can go win this game. Absolutely can. Yeah, sure they can. The dream is to be able to get that kind of pressure with your front four. I mean, uh-huh. that is that is that is a dream. It's a very good defense. That's why I've just I, all week I've been saying lower scoring. I just think it's the over under. I think it's forty four and a half. Right? I'm like first to twenty. Yeah, first to twenty wins this game to me. And who can make who can make the most efficient offense against two really good defenses? I think the kickers are both great, so mm-hmm. those are almost a wash. Like you can't bank on a missed field goal this week. <laughs> um, so it's who can make the most plays against two really good defenses that are going out there this weekend. It's well, gonna be fun. It, it's gonna be a great game, man. Like I, I'm getting excited now again. I'm so glad we're the early game, so I don't have to sit through a game that I really don't care about to get to our game. You know, like it's the worst when it's the last game of the day. Like I'm glad we're the first game so we can get this thing rocking and rolling, but. Think about that for a second. Over two-thirds of the sacks that the Ravens got this year have been on a four-man rush. That means these guys on the front line are going to earn their money. Like Nick Allegretti, welcome to the big boys. You know, it's time. Nick Allegretti, the two tackles, let's go. You know, Trey Smith I know is going to rip faces off. I know Creed Humphrey's going to be just fine. Nick Allegretti, man, the spotlight's going to be on you. And Donovan Smith at one tackle and, and Juwan Taylor at the other tackle, like, spotlight's going to be on. So guys get to work. Maybe you keep somebody in the block. This may be one of those um, games where you do miss the Jarek McKinnon ability to pick up the blitz or to pick up a, a, a would-be free, you know, blocker or a, a defensive lineman. I mean, he was always really good at that. We'll see if CEH and Pacheco can kind of fill that role uh, with this organization. So I, I just think right now, I just don't want, I just don't want this Pacheco line matchup. thing to catch on. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to have that. It's Pacheco, right? Andy said it. Andy Pacheco, it's right? Pacheco. Checking Andy's cue. Yeah. I get it. Our round table's coming up. Aaron Land, Channel 41 in studio with us. And Jay Bankley from the Character Concerns Podcast and all things 610 will join us for the round table brought to you by Kansas Lottery. It's next. Fesco in the morning. I don't even know who Dennis Allen is. Dennis Allen's exactly who you think he is. Who is he? Uh, just a middle-aged white guy. But what does he do? Like, <laughs> is he, he's the Saints coach, right? Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Welcome. We have been expecting you. Please, Don Fesco and Don Klingler insist that you have a seat. It's the nine o'clock hour on a Friday. Have an offer. You can't refuse. We need to discuss some family business around the NFL and much, much more. Welcome. To the round table on Fesco in the morning. Thank you, Don. We still haven't heard back from Agent Slimy, by the way. Cutlet's agent. Tommy Cutlet's, Tommy DeVito's agent. We have not heard back from him yet. Bright lights over here? No, it was Shiny just the, the, the A. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. That makes more sense. I was like, where did that come from? Like, I don't know where. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's doing the Tommy he's doing DeVito the, thing. He's doing hey, the Italian hey, thing. Hey. 
like you described it. Yes. Yeah, it is so. Roundtable brought to you by the Kansas Lottery. Hey. Um, Aaron Ladd of Channel 41 in with us. He'll be at the game coming up on uh, Sunday. Shocked you're not there finding a person who used to live in Kansas City that now calls Baltimore Lucky you. home. Look Lucky at you. you. Yeah. Talking to a crab ahead of game time, yeah. seeing how he feels. <laughs> yeah. Or as Binkley was saying in break, there's a local donkey that's picking the game. You can interview that guy. That is Jay Binkley as well for the Character Concerns podcast and all things 610 Sports Radio and with us on the round table today. Good morning, Bank. Good morning. There is an Oriole that's from Kansas City and they were talking to him and he goes, I they're both nice. Or they, so they have found the connection. They have found the Oriole. connection. Well, yeah. it's uh John Means. John Means. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. He's an Oriole from yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to get him. I was thinking Bro Hearn, too. Bro Hearn, yeah. We would have had O'Hearn oh, on Bro this Hearn, week. Yeah. 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 I know Hearn's a, a good tie in there. I'm yeah, sure. He's the shirt off slave of the beer guy, too. I'm right? sure local news station, not yours, but I'm sure one, because most of them are there already for whatever reason, they found a barbecue restaurant that's serving up burnt ends this week for Chiefs fans, right? Can't trust that. No. You can't trust that. <laughs> no, Some you cannot. Some things you bring from home with you. Right. Trip. Yes. There's a Chiefs. <laughs> Bar in Fells Point. Go interview the fans. Yeah. Are you going to do that? Yeah. No. no. I hope okay, not. I no. hope not for your sake. Straight too. to the bank for Go me. Go to the game. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But you got the crab cakes question in this week. So I did. Plenty of crab cake questions. Well, you know, we have to build up a few things for pregame. And I'm not used to it being the early game either. I think that's something that's new. My question, it. though, yeah. is and you asked some of the players Alternates about this. every year. As a, as a player, would you test a crab cake? Hmm. Uh, before on the eve of a game, I no, would say that, no, that's no, like no, that's no, like no, one no. avenue I would not go down. Yeah, like yes, it'd be great to, to try them sometimes. Not the night before. Yeah. So Just Karen was asking about the crab cake. No, Aaron oh, got some okay. crab cake answers from Creed and yeah. others. Nice. Yeah. Creed Humphrey had the best answer. I think it was like I weigh three hundred pounds. Of course I like crab. Because <laughs> 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 I like just about anything. A lot of seafood lovers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you send the equipment guy or somebody not wearing a Chiefs hoodie. Into the restaurant to pick up the to-go order. Don't get room service. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, right yeah. about that. You can't you can't fool around because Baltimore hasn't hosted this since 1971. So I don't want to say they're desperate. They're enjoying the moment, which they should be. But you can never trust somebody and in the kitchen. And, right? and I will not I will not out said player. But there are players that like to eat, and I've chronicled the 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 charter. Which is just, a, I mean, I'd weigh 400 pounds if I was eating everything they present you on the charter. Right. That, and then you get to the hotel and then they do dinner, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I saw one on one of the road trips and he had a couple pizzas and a bag of like something and was walking just. A player? Ha- yes. Just happy as can be. Room. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, how much have you, you eaten? eaten five times already today? I've God. got a couple guesses. <laughs> yeah. Couple guesses. So. Anyway. Is it is it a lineman of sorts? I said I will gotta not. Be. I will not say. I gotta be right. No, it wasn't a defensive back. It wasn't a skinny Trent McDuffie. Was not a skinny DB. Just we'll put it that way. But I'm like, how many meals do you guys eat? It's In all seriousness, though, like if a hotel like got food poisoning for one of the visiting teams, wouldn't you sue the hell out of that hotel? Like if you're on the road for any sporting event and that happened, didn't that 100%. happen to Kobe famously? Yeah, it's yeah. happened to several, but you have your security team watch them make the food. It's kind of like what the Secret Service does. With Are that. you being serious about that? Yes, the security team a lot of times will be in there when they're making the food to make sure there's no shenanigans. I definitely have some tasters if oh I were there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, they, for some of them, they do. It might be me. Um, <laughs> I think we're first in for breakfast, so they're, they're at least monitoring that yeah, one. Yeah. Sit there and watch let's see if the radio team gets sick. Yeah, let's see if they get sick today. <laughs> Nobody's eating today. But, you know. Stay away from the powdered eggs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this guys looks like just a fantastic, a fantastic matchup. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you have to go through the best or whatever on a road, but like, we you know, like this is going to be, this is going to be a dog fight. 
Yeah, I mean, all indications are. I mean, these were the two best teams in the AFC. When you always sit there and start three or four weeks into it, say, who's the best team? If Buffalo deserved to be on line one, mm-hmm. where the Chiefs are at. And, you know, going to the season, I thought Buffalo was there. Then, obviously, they had their week. They were Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde up and down. But Baltimore has deserved to be in that first tier with the Kansas City Chiefs. The best two teams are, are still here uh, remaining in the AFC. This feels like, Aaron, a, a matchup that we wanted in 2018 and 2019 and 2020, you know, like when Lamar and Patrick first came on the scene. And now we're finally getting it, though, man, right? It's going to be fun. I think Pat kind of gave voice to that on the podium yesterday. And maybe the sneaky part of that was like, oh, the Ravens finally held up their end of the bargain. Yeah. Like, we've been here the last six years. We've been dominating. And if you look at the six-year run, not the strongest team that Kansas City has had by any measure. I think I've talked to a lot of fans this week that are like, hey, we're surprised that we're still in it, but you got Pat, you got 15, you always have a chance. And that's kind of what Bink and I were talking about before we came on. Like, on paper, Baltimore is the better team. They're Mm -hmm. at home. They've won that advantage defensively, what they do offensively with their run schemes, not with just Jackson, but with Edwards and Justice Hill as well. But that 15 factor, man, it's hard to account for. It really is supposed to be them. You know, Baltimore, you know, we could talk and laugh about Buffalo trading, you know, the pick for Chiefs to get Mahomes because the Chiefs wouldn't be where they're at without the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. Well, the Baltimore Ravens are right there, too, because the Chiefs didn't have a left tackle. And you have to say what you want about Orlando Brown, but they didn't win a title with him. They didn't have any other options because that was the COVID year where all the, the tackles ended up at guard or out of the league like Alex Leatherwood. And they didn't have anybody. They tried to get Trent Williams until two or three in the morning. Didn't work. They call it Baltimore, and I had, I had their beat writer on. We both laughed at it because we thought that was no way they're going to trade for Orlando Brown. And then they did, yeah. and then they sent pick 58 over, of course, Nick Bolden. But the Ravens are partly responsible for the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl as well, which is funny because they were supposed to be the team. Like Aaron said, they were supposed to be the team, the Chiefs and the Ravens. But then they fell off, and they didn't mind trading the Chiefs because they didn't uh, – who cares? We're trading the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know – Realistically, it's been Baltimore and Buffalo the reason the Chiefs uh, have had their success. They're probably the last team they'll trade the Chiefs. Yeah, right. Like I, I was surprised as everybody was that they traded Orlando Brown here, right? I think we all were like, why would you help out a rival? Then we realized Andy Orlando Reed, Brown wasn't that good. You think Andy Reid would have <laughs> taken a call for the Patriots for Eric Fisher if this is what they <laughs> no, needed? No, yeah, of course not, they wouldn't. Not, not a chance, no. But they knew Orlando Brown wasn't any good, so they could pawn him well, off they, on the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't have anything. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they, they might be laughing on it. Yeah, but either way, we got Bolton and we won a Super Bowl, so Super egg Bowl. on your face, you know. Thanks, Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, and then the year they didn't accomplish as the number one seed getting the the getting through and being able to host, and the mm-hmm. Chiefs ended the, up hosting yeah. thanks to Baltimore, too. Thanks to Baltimore, too, so, yeah. So there's been there's been some tie-ins that way because they, well, they haven't lived up to their end of the bargain, I guess. Right, exactly. They haven't, and now here, here they sit, and, and you know, other than Mahomes, I love Lamar Jackson. Like, I love watching that guy play, and I'm interested to see what he's going to be able to do. Is he going to finally be here for that big moment? That's got to be one of the most exciting part of this matchup for fans, I think, as well, because we've seen different iterations of Lamar Jackson. He's the presumptive MVP, MVP this year to take home his second one. But Charles Minnehue kind of talked about in the locker room yesterday, like this is the next evolution of what Lamar has done. They've kind of given him real options on the outside, not just with Odell, but with Zay Flowers as yeah. well and the investment they've made there. The chance Mark Andrews comes back yep. this week. My guy Isaiah Likely used to cover CCU. He's been balling for them as well. They've actually surrounded him with the options, and he's a guy who looks comfortable passing the ball as yeah, well. J.K. Dobbins gets hurt in week one. Absolutely. And yeah. they still finished yeah. their water running. They lost Dobbins right away. Right away, they, they lost Mark, Mark Andrews for most of the year, too, yeah. and still went out and played well. So, yeah. I mean, L- L- Lamar, 
I think is so uh, underrated from his passing ability. Like, why do people think he can't throw the football? Like, why are we still talking about that nonsense? Is he, Bill Polian around? Go watch he's his, got a his first to MVP his year. Legacy. I mean, he's going to win the second MVP this year, so that's two MVPs for him. He's one year younger than Mahomes, and if he wins the whole thing, which if you win this game, I like the, T- the AFC's chances in the Super sure. Bowl. So we could have a Super Bowl and two MVPs. I mean, he cemented his legacy as well. And, you know, for being picked 32nd in the draft, which is a joke when you look back at that draft, because Josh Allen went ahead of him. And obviously, you know, Josh Allen, great quarterback, but Lamar went way too late. He always had kind of a chip on his shoulder. He was picked entirely too late at 32. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it, it's a joke that he was picked that late. And Baltimore should be sitting there going, thank God. They trade, didn't they trade back up into the, to get him at 32 yeah, at the so end good. of the he round? Was last year at Louisville, he didn't win the Heisman. He won it the year before, but his yeah. actual last year at Louisville is actually better he, than his he, Heisman. Look, he's a phenomenal quarterback. And 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 from a from a going out and doing things, like he's got nothing else to prove. He's one of the great quarterbacks in this league. He's much like now Mahomes. Build your legacy and going at home I guess I should say not on the road but winning this game at home for Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes that's huge well, for his legacy. Old Buffalo thing and Josh Allen you know, worried about the Mahomes factor come on man Lamar Jackson Joe Burrow there's other quarterbacks to worry about the AFC than just Patrick Mahomes for Josh Allen I'll push back on what you said a little bit Fesco okay I think Lamar still has some things left to prove that's where I believe a lot of the questions were entering this playoffs. well winning the big one he yes. wasn't able yeah. to, to win consistently in this in the February January, December time of the year going against Mahomes. This is a big benchmark for him. You're Mm -hmm. hosting. You have the superior team on paper, which is a lot of the conversation around that. I think if he comes up short again this year, there's still going to be a lot of those conversations. Can he be a guy that wins us a Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you on that. I guess I should have made myself more clear oh, from like a winning standpoint versus an individual accomplishment. Yeah. Like if you don't think Lamar is one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the NFL, well, then you're clueless. It's all I can say. But, but like people are putting Dak Prescott in conversation. Since he's not getting a Super Bowl this year. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> He will have two MVPs and no Super Bowl. So yeah. there's still gonna be plenty of questions. Oh yeah. Can he win the big one? I mean, he'll be yeah. Dan Marino, yeah. basically, you know, two and then, and much like last week with Bo- with uh, with Buffalo, Baltimore is like, Well, we got this game at home. You know uh-huh. what I mean? We got this game at home, we got Lamar, he does it. You don't get that. Look there's still questions because you you've been Mahomes. There, there's no no question that Dan Marino was a great quarterback, but he wasn't a winner. Lamar's a great quarterback. Can't call him a winner just yet until he actually yeah, does. He, he does not a Super Bowl. Yeah, we're, we're just six months removed from this guy potentially being on the free agent market, I know, right? And yeah. all that conversation that was around it. I know a team very closely that was very loud about not being in the market for him, and it's like I don't understand what that conversation was. I'm glad he went a long way this year to kind of putting that doubt out. Yep, bet on himself. Bet on himself. Bit, yeah, a little bit. All right, it's the uh, the round table. Talk a little defense when we come back with uh, Jay Binkley of the Character Concerns Podcast, Aaron Land of Channel 41. It's the round table brought to you by Kansas Lottery. More next. Fesco in the morning. There was no... Keeping you awake starting at 6. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Break's over. And now that that's taken care of, and you've shown your appreciation, let's conclude the family business. Now, let's get back in to the round table. Did he already talk? Yeah. The Did Don, I miss the Don? Oh, the Don woke I, I, back. I'm always 
I'm always afraid to step on him. Yeah, so. you don't want to mess with the dog. Uh, yeah, I usually just kind of let it. He said, uh, the bricks. Let it happen for a moment. It is the uh, roundtable brought to you by Kansas Lottery, Aaron Land of Channel 41. And with us, Jay Binkley of the Character Concerns podcast and all things 610 Sports Radio. Uh, I guess that's from the breaking news department. Uh, but uh, Mark Andrews has been activated. We'll be active for the uh, for the Ravens this weekend. So another yeah. option for uh, Lamar Jackson. On this one. They've been waiting on this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask it, but nobody knows the answer. But like, what, what's the expectation? For Mark Andrews, it, a red if, zone if, score probably. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, like if, if this is the regular season, does he get activated, or is it because this is the AFC Championship game? We're pulling out all the stops. Like, how healthy is this cat? Right? Yeah, he's healthy enough to play. He probably could have played last week, but I think they singing begged it till this week. You're, yeah. you're going home no matter what. When you're you're at home, if you lose, you're going home. Give it a go. Five for fifty, yeah. a decoy, something like that. I mean, if he has five for fifty and a touchdown, yeah. that's a big day, Absolutely. though. Yeah, Do I, can I get out there? They, they have two tight ends, right. very capable, that very two. capable tight ends. Yeah, can I so, get out there and be uh, be someone they have to accommodate? That's exactly you know, right. Count for, yeah. count for, yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Go do that at least. At least do that. So, Jay, are you? Does this concern you now that they've got two tight ends, couple good wide receivers, good running game? Like, how are you feeling? Are those enough know? weapons? Are those enough <laughs> weapons? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid team, offense, defense. I mean, it's, it's special a good teams. Football team. They run the ball extremely well. That's yeah. the Chiefs' weakness is stopping the run. We know that. Eighteenth against stopping the run. Uh, Baltimore's weakness too. They give over a hundred yards a game. They're not that far behind the Chiefs. They're fourteenth to stopping the run, but. It's what they do well, ball control. They they take the football, and it's tough to stop them. And the Chiefs have have proved at times to be uh, really uh, not very good at stopping the run. It concerns me the most, I think. We talked about this on Chiefs Coast to Coast this week on Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. If you want to check that well out. Done. Yeah, that's well done. Well done. That's well Nicely done. Aaron Ladd, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Because it's not just the Ravens that have good tight ends. If you look at all the four remaining teams, all of yeah. them have these pass-catching tight ends that run through and have options uh, in the red zone. Kansas City, seventh best against tight ends in the regular season. I think Mark Andrews is one of the best. Yeah. Hey, like, this is this is mano y mano. Lamar said it best at the podium yesterday. If you want to beat the champion, if you want to beat the champion, you got to beat the champion. Mm-hmm. I think KC expected this happening. It's funny the way you said that about the tight ends because I, I, I think, you know, the majority of the year were people complaining about the wide receivers. I never got down that rabbit hole. It never was something that I was concerned about. And now you're looking at the four teams that are remaining. All got good tight ends. Yeah. All have, can run the football. All have really good, de- like the top three defenses that are left in this league. Like, it's turned into exactly what football is. Defense wins championships. The running game. And the tight end, like I've always been a big believer in that because that's how I was raised watching football in the eighties. And I've always loved it. And so everybody complaining about the wide receivers, these teams that are left have all made their money by playing great defense and being able to run the football effectively. I mean, that's old school football, Jay, you gotta be like a pig and slop. Yeah. I mean, the chiefs have that's why he's wearing his whistle and his coaching shorts. <laughs> yeah, today. Exactly. The bike shorts. Yeah. Cause you say bike shorts. think people think bicycles. No, no, we know what you're talking about. We know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of stuff, but no, yeah, you concerned. They have a ton of weapons. They're, that's a good football team. They good, good coach. I mean, Harbaugh's got a ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is yep. people phases. forget that. That's a long time ago. But, but you yeah. look at this game, you think, all right, it's Mahomes and Jackson, and that's getting a bulk of the headlines. But it is the number one and the number two scoring defense. The Chiefs are just right behind them too. It's like point eight difference. It's close. And then you have Harbaugh versus Reed. Andy Reed is five and zero versus former assistants in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's you know that kind of a talking point there too. Uh, but the head coaching battle, the quarterbacks, the defensive battle, there's other stuff in this game besides Mahomes. The two and awesome kickers. Yeah, the two awesome the kickers. Two money too. kickers. Yeah. I mean, like, unbelievable. we the can't Tucker, even say that the, we have an advantage there, you know? No, the Tucker Butker uh, 
matchup. Yeah. I've been I've been leaning towards low scoring, kind of first to twenty all week. Aaron, you get that vibe? I mean, I, I feel like these I, I wanna not I wanna give the tip of the cap to these two defenses because I think they are they are really good. Well, that's been Kansas City's recipe to success so far this year. Keep teams in that 25, 27 range, and what can your offense do from there? Mm-hmm. Baltimore, though, with Lamar starting 31 or more points in their last seven. Of course, Snoop Huntley started that last game with nothing really on the line. I think pass defense is Kansas City's strength. The run defense, like Bink was mentioning, that's what kind of scares me. If they get Gus Edwards going, if they get uh, Lamar running around, that's where Kansas City starts to lose. I'm like scared of Justin. five and Lamar Jackson picks up the first down. I mean, yeah, that's, like the, you hate those plays because yeah. we see that happen for us all the I time. Mean, third and five, we got him stopped, then he jacks it. Yeah, but we see a third and five, Mahomes runs for six, and we get the first down. It, it's a backbreaker. It does. It, it crushes the soul when plays like that I'm happen. I'm a little skittish of Justice Hill, too. Guy can catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. He's kind of developed into their, their McKinnon-ish type mm. guy, especially down the stretch, like, Chiefs haven't guarded the running backs. You know, they've, they've thrown a lot of balls to running backs yeah, they against did. the Chiefs yeah. and that kind of yep. stuff. And, like, you got to watch out for those things, too. They have a lot of different different ways to go about it. I just think, I just think whoever's most efficient against these two defenses will, will have the advantage because I think the, these defenses are every bit as good as their their numbers would be. In a tough place in. to play that lends into their defense and what they do. Mahomes even mentioned it wasn't the quarterback series. Like, he was talking about these – way places to play and how tough they are in Baltimore is one of the teams uh, that he mentioned going and playing in Baltimore and how loud it is and how tough it is to play. Don't they have a band? Like, yeah, like they an, do. Actual, an actual like marching, an actual band. marching yeah. band. It's we cool. We need more of those in the NFL. I agree. I was looking at it the other day when they were playing. I'm like, are they the only team with a marching band? Like, And I think that came from when the Colts were there. Like, There's There was some like, band thing. Washington they still does. The do they? Do they, well, they, they always have. I don't know if they still do. Yeah, they, Dan Snyder probably got rid of that. Too. Vegas, right. does, Vegas doesn't <laughs> quite count. I mean, they have a house band. Yeah. I don't think that's quite what you're thinking. But not like a legit, like, yeah, in yeah, uniform high school type of marching band. Like the Rumble? Yeah, now it's it's this one's got saxophones. Oh, yeah, there's brass. Like, a little bit different than that. There's yeah, brass. you gotta have the like horn, horn section, like Chicago. You know, they got a great horn section. <laughs> Arguably the best of all time, Peter Cetera and others. Um, so we were talking about this CBS Sports article earlier of like like the biggest question remaining for all these teams. And this jackass said, "Do the Chiefs have enough weapons?" We're like, "Oh my God, we're here at the hmm. AFC Championship game." Moving on, I would say if a team has. Two legitimate pass catchers and a dynamic running back. Right. They're and good. then you throw in the best quarterback in the league. I think you're fine. But seemingly that's not enough. Right. And then the, the story was legitimately, does Mahomes have enough weapons? And I'm going, what other team gets questioned for having two pass catchers and a, and thousand a running yards. back and a really good quarterback? It yeah. feels like it's the, the bar is just... Different. Not to mention where she Rice is the best rookie wide receiver taken, to be honest with you, because he's number two in catches and number two in yards of all the rookie wide receivers, even over Zay Flowers. The only guy ahead of him is Puka. Do you know what? I'm not giving the Rams credit for that one because they passed on him four different times. So. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I mean, it's, it's like a Tom Brady type deal. Yeah, all right. these teams passed on him so long. But Puka is the only one with more catches and more yards than Rasheed Rice. Right. And he's sitting at home. So how does that how does that factor? But for me, I think what, what I'm looking at is like this is the day where Chris Jones becomes a $30 million a year player. You go out there and you own that line of scrimmage and you dominate. To me, Chris Jones is the biggest key to this game. What do you guys think? Oof. I was going to talk about the, like, do they have enough weapons? Like, sometimes you play a team in March Madness and, like, they don't have the best talent necessarily. You look at them on paper, but they just play very well as a team. 
for Kansas City, it's taken so long to get here. Is it Matt Nagy not calling the right things? Is everybody being on a different page? Is Mahomes not trusting his guys? We're finally at the point now where maybe they're not the most talented roster, but they're working together as a cohesive unit. Mm -hmm. That can be just as scary. I think stopping uh, Jackson like Willie Gay. Like that, I was been watching that all week. I see Willie Gay going to play because he was such a good spy on Josh Allen the first time around. Gets hurt in this one, but he's going to be all over the place. But Lejarius Sneed to me, the guy that's kind of the bully of the secondary. Yeah, a guy that can blitz. Trevor McDuffie can too. He's got three sacks this year. But that secondary man with McDuffie and Sneed, the way they kind of bully other wide receivers and take people out, then keep Jackson within the pocket. You know because. If he takes off and runs, you know, McDuffie will come up and hit him or Sneed will come up and hit him. So those guys are going to be instrumental in this game. Yeah, I, I think those guys are always key in this They're game. so versatile. Yeah, because they can do so much. No, but I, I think I think Jones has the opportunity to be like game record. Like you can, yeah. if you're doing your stuff, you're affecting all the other layers of your defense. And yeah, I think they put a lot on him to do that. Um, and then the other side, I think I think it's Roquan. I yeah, Again, I, I just have, yeah. Like, I just kind of go. Ugh. He scares the hell out of me. Like, he is, he is a player. downhill, yeah. ears pinned back, nasty dude. Mm-hmm. Like, what if he's affecting the Chiefs getting off to a good start in their run game, which I think is big as well. Like, right. can, you, can you have early success and then stay with it? Because I feel like if there's not early success running the, the football, they'll kind of pull back. Yeah. Like we've yep, seen yep. before. I want them to have early success running the football, and I think – you know, Smith on that side could probably be just as impactful as Jones can for the Chiefs. And Patrick Queen as well. He's all over, especially on the tight end. So it's a, it's a guy they really watch for the Ravens. It's another, yeah, I mean, it's another star, you know, defensive player that they like. Every time you look at the Ravens, no matter what year it is, they're loaded with stars <laughs> on defense. I've never seen anything quite like that before. You know, it's like every year it's new guys stepping up and seamlessly transitioning into a great Baltimore defensive team. Travis Kelsey put his arguably worst playoff game together in that Miami game and then responded with one of his best games of the year in in Buffalo. And not just the touchdowns, the effort was there blocking. He talked about owing McColl something on the podcast. Maybe that's the final piece of the puzzle, right? Um, And Andy talked about, you know, wanting to let the chart go and emptying the bag and they have some tricks up their sleeve still. Maybe that's the X factor, the remaining place. Oh, I don't want a lot of tricks. No, I don't want a lot of trick plays. <laughs> I just want to go out there and Give kick me the their meat ass. potatoes. I just want to go out the there and zone, win. You know? yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Keep it simple. You're right. You, you start overthinking this thing. And somebody just mentioned the red zone. Like, my God, just run the ball with Pacheco. Let's go. Just give it to number 10 when you're inside the five-yard line. Why are we doing a jet sweep with McCole Hart? Or 25. You, you've shown a lot of faith in him yeah. down the stretch. Like, mm. I think he's going to be a big-time player in this game or have a big-time play in this game, too. I mean, that, that guy's come a long way this year, you know? Like, like he was left for dead after the last Super Bowl, and, and CEH has really come on this year. I think in a big way. That's an Andy Reid staple: is going back to guys, second chances, yeah. sticking with guys who have hurt you in the past. I think that's why we still see Sky Moore trying to work back because there is potentially one more game down the road. Andy uh-huh. is slow to kind of give up on guys when other people are like, "All right, I'm done. I've seen enough. Give me the meat and potatoes." Andy's like, "No, they're going to play a key role eventually." Right. You might see some CEH more in this game. I mean. Well, let's face it, Pacheco has not practiced this week. Yep. I do expect him to play, but he has not practiced. Now, he probably will today. He's been out there for some walkthroughs. But, yeah, I assume they'll use CH even more in this game because mm-hmm. Pacheco, again, not practicing all week because he's got that toe and uh, the ankle issue that he's been dealing with this week. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess you're going to have to like hit, hit that with some Novocaine before so he doesn't feel it, right? That's yeah. exactly what yeah. you do. Here, here's yeah. a little You don't know, waste the Novocaine on Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday. You know, waste the Novocaine on right. Sunday. Fired up now. <laughs> I'll take some of that if you're off. Yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have the prescription, <laughs> prescription for That's that. That's too bad. 
Uh, let's go ahead and get to our uh, predictions here, if we could. All right. Uh, today's NFL picks brought to you by T-Mobile. Whether you're home or away, T-Mobile keeps you connected to Chiefs Kingdom all season long. I'm still in the, like, the low-scoring, under-category, field goal type of game. So I got 2017. Right. Chiefs. 20 to 17 Chiefs. All right. Jay, what do you got? I've been 2017 a lot. I like that number a ton. But I'm going to go uh, just a step above that. 24-21 Chiefs in this game. Because I always go field goal because everything is a field goal with the Chiefs. I'm going Baltimore. Oh, no. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll be that guy. Yeah. They've scored 31 or more their last yeah. seven games with Lamar. I hit that. They hit that number again. I think Kansas City is in the 27, 25. Oh, if they hit range. 31, then we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like I don't like a game yeah, like that. I don't either. Yeah. yeah. She. <laughs> so you got 30. Are they hitting 31 then? You're going 31, 31? 27. Oh, wow. Something in there. All right. Wow. I got 35, nothing Chiefs. Yeah. I guess I got to take the. Well, that balances uh, the, out, Aaron. It really does. So, of, so you two pick the Chiefs. I balanced out, Aaron. So the Chiefs are going to win oh, this thing. BW, good. what do you got going on back there? 31, 21 Chiefs. 31, 21 Chiefs. How are they going to give up 21? I know I do that to you every week. Garbage touchdown. Yeah. You know, 21 hey. points. This defense not going to give up 21 points. I kind of like the garbage touchdown at the end. That doesn't matter. That it's, keeps it's, it close. Right? It's not going to yeah. be on defense. It's going to be a special teams. One of the mm. four phasers is going to drop. Go Harden. Yeah. And we'll say at the end of the game, uh, the score isn't indicative to how big the Chiefs gotcha. won this yeah. thing. Yeah. By, gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. Important to some. All right, Aaron. Little plug. What what you got going coverage wise this weekend on Channel 41? We're headed to Baltimore tomorrow on your home. The Chiefs KSHB 41. We'll have coverage starting at 5 o'clock tomorrow on Saturday all the way through. Post-game. All the way through. So find those Chiefs fans in Fells Point who made the trip or Hopefully ones that live there. met them already so you don't have to. <laughs> the local barbecue the place in Baltimore. Maybe we'll talk walk. to Silky P again after the game, you know? Go find Boog Powell and interview him about his barbecue. Or T-Pay, a T-Pain preview, maybe? Something like that. Why not? You, you never know. Do Who's something with that? Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, gosh. Do the Babe Ruth Museum. That's fun. That is really fun. I will try my best. Get to the Babe Ruth Museum. That is a work. lot of fun. He's not going to go to a museum. Oh, I'm being that guy now, aren't I? Yeah, he's got to go to work. Yeah. You got to do that when you're on the way. I yeah, don't have yeah, time for that. We're there for like <laughs> overnight. Just run old footage of yeah. random Chiefs fans you found in other cities. They'll never know. That would be fun. Oh, it's not a bad idea. Hey, we had one station claiming they were playing the Olathe North Ravens. This and week. then uh, Jay Bakley. <laughs> Jay Bakley will be on hand for our post-game coverage here on 610 Sports Radio after the game, correct? Will do. And hopefully uh, talk to some Josh Klingler. Yeah. And maybe it depends 50, on your window. It depends, depends on, your window. on what it, he may be drenched in champagne. If well, they win, it, probably. If they win, probably. If they lose, not the, a chance. The plane departs <laughs> so kind of fast. Yeah, how, how is usually fast how that works. It Should be back yeah. So it's, yeah, and they'll leave me. So I got to make sure I hit the plane. Yeah. So. Thank you, gents, for coming in for the ER on table today. Yep. Airland Channel 41 and Jay Binkley from All Things 610. Post game coverage coming up on Sunday. And of course, the Character Concerns podcast you can always check out at 610sports.com or the Odyssey app. Um, as you know, if Billy is off, he's just texting me. He's home with the flu. The week is off. We don't have a pinch hitter for Billy to recap the week that was. He is the only one that can do it. Brought to you by Jay Southland Toe. So. What we learned is on hiatus because Troy's not feeling well. No, he's, he's home with the flu. He doesn't miss work. Oh, I thought he was off off this week. He's sick. Off. No, he's oh, sick. No. Yeah, feel yeah, better, Billy. Sick. Yeah, got feel, the flu. Feel better, Billy. So as is tradition, he does not have a substitute. We just nope. Unfortunately, just we, don't, we don't do it. So he you did send me his prediction, though. 24-21 Chiefs. Nice. I do like that. Nice. I do nice. like that. You good with me taking Jen to Burger King for a birthday? Yeah, as long as you follow it up with chili. What did you say? Got to turn your mic on. It is on. Oh. As long as you follow it up with the, or follow it up with Chili's. Chili's is next year for Chili's. Oh, yeah, 100% for yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Man. 
Have it your way, man. BK, man. Thank you, Jay. I knew you to support me. Yeah, I know. You were were all over that one. If you missed any of the show this week, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, we talked to the head coach of the Ravens today at 830. You'll want to hear that on the Odyssey app. All right? That'll do it for us. I will be on with you 10 o'clock Sunday from Baltimore here on 610 Sports Radio, 1065 The Wolf, and the kickoff at 2. Mitch, Dane, and myself and company uh, will have the game for you on 1065 The Wolf. That'll do it for us. Cody and Gold are next on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, yo, lesson here, baby. You come at the king, you best not miss. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.